Merry April Fool's Day. Uh, Bruce, Kara Caramo hey. in for Judy Pie today. Please adjust your programs accordingly. Yeah. Uh, new to the starting lineup. And uh, DJ Cheese here. Still so here. it is April Fool's Day. Uh, and I mean, I got to tell you that I. I think April Fool's Day has changed, and I hope it hasn't just changed because I've gotten older and more cynical. Mm. But it it strikes me that it used to be a bigger thing. Do you get a sense that April Fool's used to be a bigger thing? I, maybe is it the Internet that ruined it for us that you could immediately check and go, that's hogwash. Yeah. But, you know, like, I mean, we're all in radio. Like, radio stations used to do, like, oh, wacky man. April Fool's Big jokes. Things, yeah. And, and nobody does things like that anymore, and I'm not necessarily upset by it. But I just think that we've gotten to a society where, hell, you already can't tell the regular news from exactly. the fake on normal day. Why the hell wait? <laughs> why wait for April 1st? If it was a normal news day, that would be the joke. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You, you would go, what, what in God's green earth is that? So, yeah. Um, yeah. It does bring up a problem, though. When news actually happens on April 1st, do you believe it? Let's start with, do you know what any of the April Fool's pranks are going on right now? The ones I see, and it, it 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 it's funny, but it's not an April Fool's Day. It's these guys on the internet. A guy walks through a doorway, and they smack him in the face with like a brick. Yeah. <laughs> April oh, Fool's oh. Day. And it's you like, find that funny? Like, How is that not, April Fool's? That's not April day? Fool's. Yeah. That's assault. No. Yeah, <laughs> that's you know what actually I mean? not that's, April Fool's. YouTubers day. do that, and it's like that's not April. Yeah. Fool's. April Fool's Day is like, oh my gosh, remind my me not to be gone. a YouTuber <laughs> at that point. <laughs> so, what are some of the ones going around now? Michael Michael Strahan's teeth. Oh yeah, that's no. Come on, he's not getting rid of the gap. It looks too good though. He's not getting rid of the gap. It's totally real. No, he totally did it. He know why? No, he was afraid the Ever Given was going to get stuck in his gap. No, (laughs) he closed the gap. Come on, so you're telling me that's fake? Yeah, I don't. I don't don't know. I don't buy it. Michael Strahan allegedly had his. Front teeth fixed, so he doesn't have the ga- the gap is his trademark. That would be a it's, great it's, April Fool. I totally bought into it. It's then. who he is. Yeah, look what happened to Jennifer Gray when she fixed her nose. Ooh, who the hell Jennifer was she? Who? Exactly. Yeah, it's his trademark. It's who he is. The gap in his teeth—that's his thing. Okay, Adele was uh, known for being an. Uh, Large, beautiful, beautiful Losing singer. weight is not the same Losing. as the gap in your teeth that you've had since <laughs> since your ch- your children's teeth fell out. But your I've always teeth, said, whatever. I've always looked at him and went, "Come on, dude." You, well, it's you not like all of a money. sudden. It's Just not like all of a sudden he on. got a paycheck last week and decided <laughs> right, to go. Exactly. You know what? That's it. I finally. I'm a little <laughs> flush with cash. I got my stimmy. I got my stimmy ah, check. I'm gonna spend fourteen hundred bucks, and I'm gonna have them fill in the gap. There's no way. There's no way. Come on, that would be a good one. Because I totally I bought into it. For you? you totally bought into it. Do you know it's fake? How would I know? I'm just telling you, I think it's April Fool's. Okay. That's a good one then. That's a good I one. I don't know, it's pretty convincing. Plus, they, he started the day before April Fool's, technically. Is that part right, of the because plan? Because if you do it on the yeah. first, everybody's like, Pfft. Ah, it's bull. Yeah. So you got to get, get a head start. But it's, it looks so good, though. I, I think he looks great with the gap gone. I mean, with the gap there, he's fine too. But you know, well, I mean, think of other celebrities that like their, their trademark kind David of Letterman look or something. Yeah. yeah, had that. Yeah, yeah. And you get rid of that, and you're like, well, you're just another guy. It's your, it's his trademark. Mm. How about this? Oh wait, wait, wait. What's his face? Uh, the the singer that had the big mole on his face. <laughs> Lemmy from Motorhead. 
Spanish singer. The Spanish singer. Julio Iglesias. Julio Iglesias Jr. Jr. Yeah. He Junior. had that memory. Okay. That was his trademark. He Could always had it taken off, couldn't he have? Yeah. And he did. And he he did. looked a lot better, but that was in April. What's another one? Cindy Crawford, if you're talking about moles. I got another one that okay. I think is an April Fool's joke. Volkswagen changing its theme. Mm-hmm. So they, they came out and said that they're going all electric, which they are. They've announced they're going to have all electric cars by 2025 or something like that. Completely. Completely electric. Okay. Vol- Volkswagen won't have a gasoline or diesel-powered car by whatever date they said. So they said we're going to change the name of the company to Volkswagen. Change the K to a T. Volkswagen. Yeah, it's April. No. They're not changing the name of the company. Come on. They're in trouble over that. I mean, it, it affected stock prices. That announcement. You you got to watch your April Fool's Day jokes. It, like, it literally yeah. cost them money. Yeah. Yeah, that's April Fool's. Look at Jesus. Yeah, all, no, come you on. are so gullible. You'll believe anything, won't you? <laughs> you think Michael Strahan took some, some plumber's paste and filled in his teeth. He looks a lot better. Chicks are going to dig him now. Again, <laughs> a little late in the game, I think, for him. If he was jet concerned about his teeth, oh, I don't know. 35 years ago, maybe you should have done something about it. Volkswagen is cool, too, though. All electric. Yeah, they're not changing the name. Come on. Yeah. All right. Give me another one. Well, those are the two big ones that I've kind of seen out there. Those are the ones that I've seen. But there there were events over our lifetime that happened, and they just happened to fall on April 1st or the 31st, you know, whatever. Yeah. And people didn't believe them. One of the sad ones, because, you know, this is like this one's personal for me. Yeah. I loved Marvin Gaye. Do you know this is the anniversary of Marvin Gaye's death? He died on April Fool's Day. His father shot him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His dad shot and killed him. 1984. And people were like, nah, people it's like, an no, April Fool's April Fool's. Come on, he's still alive. Like, no, he, like how, how, how frustrating is it when you have like a family tragedy like right. that and you have to try to convince people you're not making an April Fool's joke? Ugh. Yeah, because that's not really a funny joke. It's not funny. Yeah. You know, then on this day in 1985, hot mess David Lee Roth announced he was leaving Van Halen. And people didn't believe him. Yeah, because he was he was the king back then. No matter what day it is, I don't usually believe what he says. There's so, a yeah. solid <laughs> argument behind that, Kara. Solid argument behind that. Take this hamburger don't need no helper. <laughs> take everything David Lee Ross says with a grain of salt. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys notice any others that happened on this day? Uh, Selena died uh, March 31st, but they announced it April oh. 1st. So everybody thought that was an April Fool's Day joke. Yeah, and people thought... Her, her, didn't her manager... Yeah. That was, no, it was a, the president of her fan club. Oh, the president of the fan club, that's or, right. I, I don't Something know if like that's that, an yeah. official title, but yeah, it was a, a stalker fan. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to be careful with the news today. We are not going to lie to you on purpose. Good. About things that are going on. Because I just think, I, I feel like April Fool's jokes are like so through 2019. Exactly. I, 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 like the last year or year and a half, 
Like lying to people about like okay, let's yeah. move on. Yeah. You know, let's not do that anymore. Because I feel like I've been lied to a lot. Like, yeah. Here's an April Fool's yeah. Day joke. Right. You're gonna but, have to wear a mask everywhere you go. Right. Yeah. Like, what else? Yeah. I've been lied stupid. to yeah. in January and October. Don't lie to me in April. Yeah. Okay. I'm I've I've moved on past that. I get that. Right? Mm-hmm. Like April Fool's jokes have become just passe. I didn't even like them before though either. You weren't a big fan. Not really. I was halfway wondering if it was a joke on me coming downtown today early in the morning. <laughs> at 4 a.m.? Yeah. yeah. You're like, I'm going to get to there, and they're going to go, get April Fool's! <laughs> totally worried about that. Judy would be sitting there. Oh, we got you, Carol! <laughs> we got you! We got you. Go home, go back to bed. Paid for parking. Don't teach you. Go back to bed. That's nice. Oh. Again, I it's, it, you know, people are... The gullible... Like cheese, get fooled every year. You believe these things? I, I'll bet what you. What are we betting on, Michael Strahan? I'll bet Strahan? you a dollar and thirty six cents. Dollar thirty six. Yes. That Strahan, Strahan got, you're got his teeth fixed for real. For real. He got his teeth fixed. Yeah. What if they're just temporary veneers? And that was, I mean, that that isn't fake. It's still real. It's just you can photo. You know, I, I I hate to break it to you. You can Photoshop damn near anything these days. <laughs> oh yeah, I look a lot better in. Yeah, but he did a whole like video I'm segment. Six, four. I mean, it it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty in depth. If it's a trick, if it's yeah, a dollar thirty six, dollar thirty six. Yeah. I'm into you. I'm into you for a buck thirty six. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that bet. I'll take that bet. I think Strahan is April Fool's joking you people. It's his signature. That would look. be a good one though. It's his but signature. I, look. I totally fall for it. I mean, come on. It's Cruella Deville without the stripe. <laughs> I mean, come on! Without the view, not the, picking up chicks. Yeah, Cruella Deville gets rid of the gets rid of the, the stripe of, of, uh, in her hair and just this another crazy lady. No, you gotta have the you gotta have the stripe. That's your look. That's your thing. It's your sig- It's like your true. signature move. Yeah, it's like yeah. D. Snyder getting a short haircut. Exactly. Yeah. Buzzed it all off. Yeah. Could walk in the room. Nobody would know it's D. Snyder. Who's the old man over there? Yeah. Oh, D. What's up? <laughs> Strahan walks in with his teeth fixed. You're like, there's some big guy with good teeth. <laughs> you see the gap walk in. You're like, Strahan! Strahan! Yes. I know that guy. Oh, how do you, do you, how do you floss that thing with rope? <laughs> Sorry. Was, did I go too far? Was that too far? He Michael, that was us, Bruce that said that, not me. He can't me. hear us. He can't hear us. He's not coming after us. Hey, uh, now, it is no April Fool's joke, again. It's opening day for baseball. Yeah. Yes. And it's going to snow. Like, literally, it's going to be a little chilly. It is 28 degrees outside. There mm. are snow flurries in some areas. Hopefully, it won't be snowing at game time, because right. that would make baseball suck even more than I think it normally does on some Ooh. days, right? Oh, yeah. Tell you what, we're digging into opening day. What's going to look like if you're going to head out to Wrigley? It's coming up next on 890 WLS. Hey, good morning. Happy Thursday. Happy April Fool's Day. Happy opening day of baseball. Bruce, Kara, yeah. and Cheese in studio with you this morning. Um, it is opening day. Uh, now, Cubs are in town. Sox are out of town. Yes. Okay. So we'll deal with the in town part. Okay. All right. But, Kara, are you a, a fan of either? I'm Switzerland. I like going to both. I'm a mom, so I prefer taking my son to the Sox. It's easier to park. Okay. Seems more family friendly. Got to be a little uh, cheaper too. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. I want, if I want to go party, I want to go see the Cubs. Yeah. So okay, all right. So you see the Cubs by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's a singles event. Ah, oh, yeah. 
family event at the Sox Park. Yeah. Okay, all right. I I, I'm, I I need to understand this now. I because I've been to Wrigley, but I've never I've never been to. Can I call it Comiskey? Do I have to? Every, yeah, everybody call it, it whatever the hell it's yeah, called this week. Guaranteed rate. Yeah, I'm yeah. not calling it that. Yeah, I'm not Sox Park is more the norm now. But yeah, yeah, let's just go with Sox Park, shall we? Yeah. Um, but. It is going to look a little bit different on opening day. Is that a fair way to put it? Uh, yeah, I'd say a lot different. The capacity really limited. Uh, you know, 25%. That's like 10,000 people. Yeah, like eight to 10,000. Yeah. Something like that is all you're going to see there. And I'm a, you're going to have to like be distance. Are they going to like block off seats? Are you going to like have four seats between everybody? Or I They're going to have to. Otherwise, what's the point? If you have 10,000 people all come together. in one <laughs> section. <laughs> all the bleachers. Everyone in section 110. Just everybody. <laughs> Boom. Get right there. there. Just all. Cl- yeah. I just wonder if they're going to have like beer vendors and hot dog vendors. Because to me, that's baseball. You you know, they're screaming at you to buy their food. Like I. I mm. Yeah. That is interesting. I'm because concerned it, about that. It's going to be a different experience. There's no two ways around it. Can we also say it's going to be a little bit of a different experience because we're looking for a daytime high of 41 degrees? Well, for opening day, it's yeah, not that different. No, <laughs> I, I'll get you, get you that. Snow but we blizzards. talk about the boys of summer. We're like, eh, yeah. yeah, not quite. <laughs> not quite. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to have the beer vendor guys. And that sucks because there's been those people beer vendor work. guys that have been there for like 30, 40 years. Yeah. That's, a, that's a whole career. That's, that's a job. It is. Yeah. You see the same people. You oh, go to the yeah. Cubs game for 20 years, you'll see the same vendors. I don't think anyone's been in that venue, that park, for 18 months, actually. Like a spectator. Right. I don't, yeah, they didn't have any fans last year, yeah, right? Yeah. They didn't allow any. It's a long time. It's a long time for those vendors not to be working. To say the least. Yeah. Well, and everybody else. Anybody else that's involved in that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that makes the, other than the players, the people that actually put on the baseball product. I mean, there is a whole stadium yeah. and everything that goes into that. So it is a positive they're coming in. Plus, I mean, think about the neighborhood around it. Oh, yeah. You've got the restaurants and the bars yeah, and all bustling. that, you know. Well, you say bustling, but it's only 8,000 people. So here's what I think is going to happen. You ready? Yeah. So they're only going to let eight to 10,000 people in. They have actually have tickets. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it's a ticket anymore. It's by on your phone, yeah. right? There'll be 20,000 in the bar. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. Like, well, we'll just go ahead and pack all the area around it. Well. With the people that aren't allowed in. We're saying, uh, uh, like uh, Sluggers, uh, uh, right across the street. Right across the street. Usually has 400 people Packed in their in bar. There. Right. Now they can only have 50. Oof. Inside sluggers, and I don't know how many outside in the outdoor patio. But well, what's going to happen is people are going to be outside because they can't get in right. the bar. Don't so you think they're just going to yeah. They're going to go down there because they want to be yep. a part of the experience. I, I just think people are sick of being cooped up. They're Absolutely. sick of being told they can't go places. And they're going to go down there because it's opening day. Ticket or not, getting mm-hmm. into sluggers or not, I think there's going to be hustle and bustle in Wrigleyville. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's how it is in a on a regular day. So for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we will uh, keep an eye on that, needless to say. Uh, and uh, we, we wish the Cubs the best. We wish the Sox the best on the road today. Absolutely. All right. Of so there you are. Switzerland, right? <laughs> That's me. Okay. Yeah, like a I got that Why not? Story. All right. But that doesn't mean there isn't time for our criminal of the day. All right. I'm going to give a shout out to a yet unnamed lead foot driver in jolly old England <laughs> who found technology isn't always your best friend. Uh oh. Allegedly. Mm hmm. The man was pulled over for excessive speeding. Can I point out the best kind of speeding? (laughs) If you're going to do it, yeah. And while attempting to talk his way out of the ticket, his fitness app narked him out. (laughs) Officers say an alert popped up on his phone congratulating congratulating him on his new top running speed of 120 miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) 
Good news, bad news is the running app thinks he's the new world record holder in the 100-meter dash. (laughs) But the police were not impressed that he did it in a blue Mercedes. So for using a car and fitness tracker in your best Usain Bolt impression, you are the Bruce St. James Show criminal of the day. All suspects described above should be considered innocent until found guilty in a court of law, no matter how crazy they are. I hope he threw his phone out. Good night. <laughs> Damn phone narks you no out. Kidding, man. Exactly. Thank you, Siri. I mean, he probably had a radar detector. I think the cop may have known. Just saying. <laughs> a quantum leap. A quantum leap in infections. Uh. Mayor Lightfoot ringing the bell. We'll tell you what she said coming up next on eight ninety WLS. Hey. The clock hour. Taking a look at the big stories happening around us. Cheese. What do you got? Well, if you think the crisis at the border is bad, well. Now, there's a lice outbreak to add on top of everything else. Kara. Well, it's opening day for baseball, but at Wrigley today, it's going to look very different. That it is. Yeah. Uh, Johnson & Johnson had to throw away 15 million doses of the vaccine due to a, quote, screw-up in the plant. I'll call that a screw-up, all right. 15 million. Yeah, uh, which may delay in some way, shape, or form. More That's 15 million people that aren't going to get a shot because, remember, the Johnson & Johnson is the single dose yeah. one. It's been hard to get that one here in Illinois anyway it, it, before that. We don't hear about a lot of people yeah. getting those. Uh, yet We had Wendy Snyder in here yesterday. Yep. She got the Johnson & Johnson. Yeah, lucky her. I would love to only well, get one. Yeah. We've yeah. all gotten the, the dual Pfizer. doses, but... Did what? Yeah, I'm Pfizer. Pfizer. Yeah. yeah. Is it funny? It's like your. It's like your. Uh, yeah. What are you? Pfizer, Moderna. Yeah, Pfizer. Yeah. Um. So we're all Pfizer, but we haven't gotten our second. Correct. I haven't either. Yeah. I think comes up in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I haven't written down somewhere. But um, Mayor Lightfoot, yesterday, remember she called out a bunch of uh, neighborhoods. Oh, the neighborhoods. The hipsters. Yeah. She called out all the hipsters. She was mad at them because it's you kids out there, you damn kids that are ruining it for everybody. Uh, yesterday, she used uh, some interesting terminology to talk about the increase in cases. I'm no math whiz. Uh, it's a 69% increase uh, since March 1st. That's bad. But I don't know if that's a quantum leap. I don't. Again, I'm not. Quantum Leap was a great TV show. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. But I think it is a math term. Yeah. But here's, so here's one of the problems. So confirmed cases are up 70%. Let's use round numbers. But hospitalizations and deaths haven't been rising. Is there an argument to be made? Follow me on this. Mm-hmm. That now that I think I. Uh, Roughly 70% of those over the age of 65, the most vulnerable, have been vaccinated. So now that cases are going up, it's going up with people who, for the most part, are not going to require hospitalization, are not going to die of this. Make it very easy. You don't want to get it. Don't get me wrong. It's not a good thing. Yeah. But is it just kind of working its way through... The rest of us, if you will. And this is kind of what it's going to take on some level. So these are the people that went out, got tested, tested positive. Ah, I got a runny nose. I feel a little. Do we know if those it. people who tested positive had the vaccine? I'd like to know that because that's the point of the vaccine. Right. To keep I, you out of the hospital. I don't think they're the, they're the vaccine. But I think that's why the numbers are low also. So let me use this. Our, our neighbors next door. I, they're tested positive. 
symptoms, they seem to be doing okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That are there going to be people, healthy young adults, who have a horrible reaction to this? Yes. Mm. The answer is yes, sadly. But the most vulnerable, statistically, those over the age of 65, have been vaccinated. Those are also the people, if they haven't been vaccinated, they're probably still quarantining themselves. Mm-hmm. They're not Yeah. They're not hanging out in bars. By the way, you sh- they shouldn't be hanging out in bars. You look ridiculous. <laughs> You're 70 years old. Yeah. You've got gray hair. Put uh, the gold chain I'll back be, in the I'm shirt. 70, I'll be at your, the bar. You've got your Air Jordans on. <laughs> yes. And you're trying to talk to 20-year-olds. Move on. You look ridiculous. Unless you're loaded and you're hanging out at Gibson's. Then it's okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're down in the Viagra Triangle. Yeah. Hey, baby. Yeah. That's a norm. Yeah, I was going to say. To say the least. <laughs> but I think that's kind of a little bit behind it. Why maybe I'm not so up in arms and concerned over this. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. I get concerned when I hear that hospital beds are being taken up. Which that, is that's fair. That scares me. Yeah. I, and and I, I can acknowledge that because... If you require hospitalization for this, that's bad, mm-hmm. okay? I, I, I think it's important to, again, use kind of some facts in this. Uh, people that go into the hospital and are admitted They're bad. are really yeah. sick. Uh, hospitals are not just looking to fill up the beds, uh, contrary to popular belief. Right. You've got the sniffles. Oh, we're going to put you in a room 28, you know. Yeah. No. These are people that are serious. These will talk about going on ventilators. Yeah. Ventilators are a... Worst case scenario. Yeah, that's literally why I got the vaccine. A ventilator terrifies me. As well it should. People that go on ventilators don't come off ventilators. Right. You know, uh, Mm. is one of the problems. You know, the the issue is not going on the ventilator. The issue is getting off of a ventilator. Oh, really? Once the machine starts breathing for you, your Your body stops breathing on its own. Yeah. Mm. Your lungs are like, ah, I got this. I don't need to work anymore. You know, you you literally. And so it's it's a, a process. So while I understand the numbers are going up, are the numbers going up with people that can handle it, for lack of better terms? Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Are the numbers going up with eighteen? What are they? Eighteen to thirty-nine year yeah, olds? Yeah. Uh, you know the, the Lincoln Park hipsters and whatnot. The numbers of positivity rates, the numbers of infections are going up. But if it's not leading to hospitalization, if it's not causing an increase in deaths, they said we had. Four deaths in Chicago, and that's been about what our average has been mm-hmm. recently. And I realize there's a lagging indicator. Yeah. Should we be as concerned if hospitalizations and deaths aren't increasing? Well, you the, see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I get it. But, you know, those people that are coming in positive, granted they're not in a high-risk group, they still go to shops, they still go to stores, they still have family members. I think you're more, in my head, yeah. it seems like you're more likely to spread it if you're asymptomatic and don't really feel it because you're Agreed. not really taking care of yourself. You're not, you know, you're... But you, but I'm gonna, so then I throw this in like that. So you are, you're a Lincoln Park hipster. Mm-hmm. I just can't get away from them. <laughs> yeah. You've got a beard, right? Yeah, of course. It's a of course you have a beard. Hopefully if it's a man. Hopefully you're a guy. <laughs> <laughs> You've got grandma and grandpa, right? Right. But they got the vaccine. They live here in Illinois. They got the vaccine. So even if you are positive asymptomatic and you're around them, what we understand is 
that it probably won't, even if you come in contact with someone who has a vaccine, either they won't get it or they would get a very mild version of it. Right. And it would not require hospitalization because the vaccine does not guarantee that you're not going, you're not going to get sick. Right. I say guarantees and I realize nothing's 100%. It more guarantees you won't end up in the hospital. Correct. Or dead. Yeah. So does the metrics need to change? Does the way we look at it need to change? Because this virus is going to run its course, for lack of better terms, at some point. But if the most vulnerable people have been vaccinated against death and hospitalization, I I could almost make an argument. Let's let everybody kind of get a taste of it. Right, right. I don't think that everybody over 65 is unvaccinated, though. I realize that 70 percent. Really? It's that high in Illinois. 70 percent. Wow. Because we prioritized them early on. As, we as did. We I mean, as I know people should've. that are still trying to get appointments. Fair enough. Know, in one B. Fair so, enough. Yeah. Yes. And, and I want them to be able to get it. Yeah. But we also know it's never going to be 100 percent. There's some people that don't want it. Right. There's some people that refuse to get it. You can't force them. Right. So what do you do with those people? So you think this is just scare tactics? I wouldn't say like, scare tactics. I think that I think there needs to be an adjustment of the way we measure it. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right, actually. That that w- positivity and infection rates, while important, it's not the same as positivity and infection rates of October of last year. I agree. Do you see with what you. I'm saying? Yep. Because the end result, due to antibodies, due to older people mm-hmm. getting vaccinated, due to a variety of other factors, it's not going to have the same impact that it did six months ago. So I understand the numbers are going up. I'm, what, I'm, what I'm really doing here is trying to get Lightfoot not to close the city again. I don't know. Oh, How'd I do? How'd I do? Uh, That's my I, opening argument. I'm here. with you. The prosecution rests. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to convince her. We'll find out. Hey, the, the Chauvin trial is continuing. Another day of dramatic testimony yesterday. Big reliance on video and, and some new video that I, I admit I that seen I hadn't seen yeah. some of that before. ABC News correspondent Mark Remillard, who's been covering the story, will join us next and we'll talk about it right here on 890 WLS. And a good morning to you. A happy Thursday. It's Bruce Cara Caravo. Good morning. Nice to have you in, filling in for Judy Pie today and uh, DJ Cheese. So um, we obviously are paying attention to the the Derek Chauvin trial up in Minneapolis. And to help us uh, add some context to it and understand it a little better is ABC News correspondent Mark Remillard. Mark, good morning. Hey, good morning, Bruce. So yesterday, some pretty, uh, and I I don't want to sound like a broken record, it's all dramatic testimony and a lot of video. Some video, I admit, I I don't think I've ever seen before. Yeah, there were new pieces of video that we we have never seen before, uh, including some surveillance video from inside the Cup Foods, which is the store where George Floyd was allegedly trying to pass off a twenty uh, counterfeit twenty dollar bill that led to the encounter with police. And we heard uh, the one of the clerk who uh, was there. He said he felt guilt for not just accepting that twenty dollar bill because if he hadn't reported it to his manager and then from there the confrontation between the store clerks and george floyd began that led to the police encounter so he felt guilty that he didn't just take the money because they had a policy apparently that uh if you accepted a if a cashier accepted a counterfeit bill it would come out of their paycheck so he says i wish i'd just taken it and paid the the twenty dollars or whatever it is because this may have never happened so some guilt from him and then one of the other um very emotional testimony we heard was from a guy named charles mcmillan who uh was just feet away as all of this was happening and he was there even before that famous infamous video began rolling Uh, he was already there 
And he, uh, they showed him some surveillance video of them struggling to get George Floyd in the squad car. And when they came back to question him, uh, he just broke down, uh, reaching for the tissues. The prosecutor had to give him water. And in fact, they actually took a short break to uh, allow him to compose himself before they uh, continued questioning him. Well, that was pretty emotional to watch it. Hi, this is Kara, by the way. Um, Hi. Wh- so he was very emotional, that man on, on the stand. What about the jurors? How did they react? Do we know? Yeah, no, I I don't. I wish I uh, could tell you, but we just don't have a view of the jurors from the live feed. You know, rightfully so, they have a right to anonymity during this process. At least they will; their names will be released at some point. But um, but during this process, they have a right to to, to that anonymity and not to be on camera. So we don't have uh, a very good sense of how this is playing. But I mean. This is very difficult stuff to watch for three days. I mean, the prosecution is just going over every, meticulously going over every angle of what happened here, telling this through the video footage, the body camera footage, the surveillance footage, and coupling that with witness testimony that describes how shocked they were watching this and then the emotional scars they've carried since. I mean, there has to be at least <laughs> some impact there for, for some of these jurors. Now, there's still so far to go, so you know, those, those very fresh impact may, may fade a little bit over time as we get three, four weeks down the line, but certainly this has been a very impactful, seemingly a very impactful way to begin before you get into any of the technical things about medical examiner's reports and police training and that kind of thing. They just wanted to focus on this is what happened on that day. We're talking to ABC News correspondent Mark Remillard covering the Chauvin trial up in Minneapolis. And Mark, I, I, I wasn't sure if, if it helped the prosecution or if it helped the defense, but one of those videos we saw was how then Officer Chauvin reacted after the fact and almost yeah. laying out, am I going to say his defense? Yeah, so that was a really interesting moment. This was when that guy, Charles McMillan, was testifying, the guy who broke down crying on the stand. One of the most interesting parts of this was they had surveillance cameras that showed he went up after the event. George Floyd was put on a stretcher into an ambulance, taken to the hospital. You know, the event is, the incident is over, and Chauvin's walking back to the squad car, and Charles McMillan confronts him. Now, you can't really hear what McMillan is saying, but what you do get to see is... Uh, the body camera footage from Chauvin where he's in the car, and you hear him say to McMillan, well, that's just one man's opinion. So presumably Charles McMillan was saying something about you guys weren't doing something right. right. And, you, and, and, and uh, Chauvin says, well, that's just one man's opinion, and we had to restrain Floyd. He's a sizable guy. We needed to control him, and that he said he's probably on something. And so, you know, whether or not this plays for the defense or the, the prosecution, I think overarching one of the more interesting things about this is it's one of the first times I can think of that I've ever heard Chauvin speak. Yeah. I just I don't think I've ever heard his voice before. Yeah, but no, it does seem either. to lay out at least kind of where he. Right. It sounded like a defense in some way. He's on something. He's a sizable guy, and 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 Chauvin is telling this, I guess, bystander guy on the sidewalk why he did what he did. Whether whether a jury buys it is another argument, but that that strikes me as at least in Chauvin's own words, maybe gets to motivation. Yeah. Yeah, the probably on something is what struck out to me because the defense is going to make such a big issue about Floyd's drug use and his, uh, um, 
you know, whether or not that was the result of his death. The, the defense certainly says that that was a key component was his drug use. So the fact that Chauvin right there on the scene is saying that he thinks he's probably on something, you know, the defense might play that up. That's certainly possible. Yeah. ABC News' Mark Remillard. Mark, thank you so much for your time this morning. We appreciate it. Uh, covering the Chauvin trial, and uh, we'll obviously be checking back in. What are we? Three to four weeks, possibly. Mark, are they off for thanks uh, for Easter now, or is it still is it happening again today? Uh, they're they're on today, okay. um, day four today, um, so they'll be on. Okay, got it. All right, hey Mark, uh, again, we will check in with him uh, as as this trial moves forward over the next month. Man. Wow, literally, we might we it might go on that long. I mean, I guess how why wouldn't it? Yeah. Right. And there's going to be a whole bunch of things brought up. It's almost interesting. You know, it's one of those things when you, you talk about a jury trial. We, the outsiders, mm-hmm. are privy to more information than the jurors. Yeah. And I think that always kind of lends itself to, well, I can't believe, or how could they do that? But keep in mind, they only can judge it based on that. Because there's a whole bunch of things. that, By the way, I think some of them help George Floyd. I think some of them help Derek Chauvin. There's information out there that, that the judge ruled is not admissible in the court. Right. Not relevant to that this. we may know. We know. The jurors don't know. Based on the facts, based on the testimony, how will they come back and what will happen? We're going to keep an eye on it because obviously it has some pretty uh, wide-reaching effects. It could be uh, um, impactful in a variety of communities. Yeah. I'm trying to be nice like that. Bruce, Kara, and Cheese in studio. We've got uh, Infra Producer Miranda on the other side of the <laughs> Dupain Bulletproof glass over there. Nick Gale, you just heard, obviously, with all the news, traffic, weather information. And, you know, I, I, I even think about this because I tend to look forward. I'm looking at, like, Sunday, <laughs> Saturday, we, we, uh, high 60s, low 70s, yeah, right? But this morning, geez, <laughs> what did you see on your windshield? I'm driving in, and it was snowing. Oh. And I, I'm like, am I... Dreaming still, and, and I, then like, and then some black driving? ice conditions. Yeah. I, I heard uh, so we've had some issues on freeways. How do you? It's bizarre. This is the time of year How where do you layer for this. I have my shovel and my snow clothes next to my yeah. grill in the backyard. The like, and every, yeah, and you your never S- know. SPF mayonnaise. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you right? don't know what you're going to need next. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how to plan for days like this. You can't. You don't. You just bring everything. I'm yeah. gonna, literally. Suit, yep. Beanie. I come to. I come gloves. to work. Yeah, because I walk, right. Kara, I walk through the mean streets of Streeterville, come for the pier. Stay for the tussle. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, like I had on yesterday, I had my heavy coat because it was 27 or whatever walking in this morning. But then I had like a T-shirt on underneath, so yeah. I carry my coat home, you yeah. know. And I'm like, I'm just not used yeah. to this. This is screwing me all up. Um, so here's one of the things, and I saw this because I, I am, to be clear, I am pro-vaccination. Mm-hmm. I believe that vaccines... And the, the coronavirus vaccine is going to help us get back to whatever the hell normal looks yes, like. Yes, I agree. I'm all in favor of hashtag old normal. I don't want a yeah. new normal. I want the old normal. Yes. Yeah. I want to go back to old normal. I want to go back to to uh, January 2020. February 2020. I want to go back to old yeah. normal. Oh, remember those days? Yeah. Oh. Was the <laughs> last, what was the last concert you saw? Oh, boy. Last live show. Oh, you put me on the spot yeah. like that. Yeah. Kara? You know what? I've been to a few shows since the virus, right. actually. Uh, like, no, well, I mean, socially distanced yeah. ones. I can't remember the big show I went to, though. Yeah, I can't think of a New big, Year's it Eve. It seems New so Year's far Eve. Away. You went to a New Year's Eve show. Uh, I saw the Purple Experience. It was of course, the Prince, it was oh, Prince, Prince, Prince Tribute Band at the Arcada. Okay. Yeah. Nice. 
course it was Prince related. How about that, though? If I died today, the last concert I ever saw was You'd be Prince happy with that. Band. Well, I'd be happier if it was Prince, but yeah. I'd, I'd be, be happy. happier if you didn't die, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Can we just throw that out there? Right. I mean, I, I appreciate that. I know that. you wow. weren't fishing for that compliment, but I'm going to go ahead and throw it to you anyway. Jeez, uh, we're, we're hoping one, you don't die. One of the things out there, and I, I, I saw this because we've got the experts out there. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, it, and, and listen, I understand. I get a sense that they have to play worst case scenario and work backwards. But researchers are saying that even after you are fully vaccinated, and for all of us, that means getting the second shot, right? which we're all on pace to have our second shot in a couple of weeks, right? right, right. And then I think it takes a few days or whatever. There's fine print that I've never read. <laughs> and then you're, you're, you're at your maximum efficacy. Right. Even after that, they're saying... Well, yeah, you're still going to have to wear masks and socially distance, which which leads me to believe. Well, what the, well, then what the hell's the purpose of the vaccine? Yeah, well, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, there's a chance. But but yeah, but there's a chance of everything. Right. And again, I'm not trying to be anti-vax, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I think it discourages people who are even on the fence mm-hmm. from getting the vaccine if you tell them even after. But oh, you're still going to have to yeah. wear a mask, and you because I think people see the vaccine. As let's go back to January 2020. Well, but maybe if capacity comes back and you still have to wear a mask, I'm okay with that. You know, I I don't mind wearing a, a mask at Lollapalooza if there's a big concert coming soon. I got well, if it comes and it's full capacity, you're fine with wearing a mask. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I'm wondering, Kara, and maybe you're one of them. And that's fine. The, mm-hmm. I think there's going to be people that wear masks from here on out in public. Oh yeah. Oh, like like we used to see with Chinese tourists and yeah. go. Yep. Look at those idiots. Yeah, but at least these right. are fashionable yeah. now. They're not, you know, we're not wearing like the boring blue paper masks. I have at least eight or ten masks. You, you, you. I wore my, my Brian May guitar one today. See? You're, you so it's become a fashion accessory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like glasses. Yeah. You may as well. well yeah, I gotta pick some nice glasses. I gotta get my earrings and yeah. my mask. So, I, and I think there will be people that wear them. But I do think that telling folks. Yeah. Well, no one likes to be told what to do. Well, but, but again, it it flies in the face of why the hell are we getting the vaccine? Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, how can it be both things? Yeah. And I do think that's a solid argument. I understand the people that say, well, they, well, I thought, you know, I thought the vaccine was so that you weren't going to get sick. So if we all get the vaccine, why do we still need to wear wear the mask? You yeah. see what I'm saying? Like, totally which one is it? Either we wear a mask or we get the vaccine. Why do we got to do both? Well, doesn't that make you twice as... Safe, I guess. I don't know. You're trying to live forever. I, I, I understand <laughs> it. You've got well. You've got a kid. You know. You've yeah. got something to live for. I don't. Yeah, but I don't have the money to afford that. So yeah, well, there is that. Yeah. <laughs> money to live forever. You can't do I it. Wish, yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. If I if I were to have to rely on my savings, oh yeah. man, I could make it through. Maybe Sunday. Yeah. yeah. yeah no Monday kidding. morning, yeah. I might be able to make it through. But other than that, we'd be hurting. So, I again, I think researchers. And doctors and policymakers, I think they have to say this stuff. I just wish they wouldn't say it out loud. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. Because I, th- yeah. I think it has the effect of discouraging people from getting the vaccine if you tell them, even after. You still have to do all the crap you're doing before you got the vaccine. Well, which makes probably, them go, then why do I get the vaccine? They probably need to have some time go by to see how things are Panning out. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, how, like, how long are we protected with this vaccine? So that's is interesting. It two weeks? Is it two years? You, you yeah. asked that because we had a doctor on. Yeah. We asked the doctor. 
We don't know is the answer, first off. <laughs> yes. I'm being serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We believe it's about a year that okay. you would need, like a flu shot. Yeah. You would need right. every year for whatever the variant or whatever that you would need a booster. You would need something mm-hmm. like that. But they admit we're not sure how it affects it. We don't know what next year would look like. We don't know if you have the antibodies, how long. Right. We think what they said, antibodies, we think is three to four months of natural immunity. Mm-hmm. So if you've had it, you can't get it again for three to four months, roughly. Mm-hmm. But it is an evolving. It's a moving target. I'll, I'll acknowledge yeah. that. It's moving around. Yeah. Look at France. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're closing France again. Aren't uh, they? Yeah. Shutting yep. it down. Shutting it down. Curfew, 7 p.m. till 6 a.m. Don't even leave your house. COVID, oh, COVID only comes out at night? Yeah. Okay, well, that's important. COVID it's kind of like the boogeyman. Out at night. It's like the boogeyman. The COVID comes out at night. COVID comes out! <laughs> Sorry. Shout out right to Houdini. Yeah, man. We got to do it. We will, we will break into old school hip-hop at any time. Any time. Yeah. Wasn't we can expecting work that. that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. You can get a little duet in here. All right? Yeah. You never know when you're going to get it. Um... Because I got to tell you, I am, I am not the person who's going to argue at the Starbucks about wearing a mask. I am not the person who is going to get into a kerfuffle yeah. over mask wearing. Right. I'm not. Private businesses have the they can do set whatever rules they want. There are businesses that I don't patronize because I don't necessarily like their rules. Okay, fine. But once I'm fully vaccinated. The rest of you are on your own. I got to tell you. <laughs> the rest of you, I yeah. wish you the best of luck. I really do. I wish you the best of luck. But I'm going to do me. Yeah. I'm going to do me. And that's why I got the vaccine. I yeah. didn't get... I'm going to say, God. See, at least, here's the thing. At least I admit to being selfish. My problem is, I think most people are. They just won't admit it. Oh, yeah. I'll admit oh, to yeah. being selfish. I got the vaccine for me. Because I don't want to end up on a ventilator in a hospital. That's the only reason. Mm-hmm. If you want to end up in a ventilator in a hospital, that's a you. Okay, knock yourself out. But I'm, don't expect me to save you from coronavirus. I'm, I'm going to save me from coronavirus. I just want to know if you're walking in front of me through a revolving door, or actually not a, revol- a regular door, would you hold the door open for yes. me? Okay. That's the kind of selfishness I really Okay, hate. all right. Oh, yeah, I do hold doors. Yeah, I am, come I am, on. I am, okay. We're not animals in here. Yeah. Come on. I, I, but, yeah, but asking me to wear a mask and, and socially distance and avoid doing things or crowds right. after I'm fully vaccinated? <laughs> no, seriously, tell me another one. That'd be awesome. That's not going to happen. What is the fastest growing city in America? You've heard about like people leaving Chicago mm-hmm. or leaving Illinois. Where are they moving to? We're warm. Cheese and I have both been to this place. Yeah. And we cannot figure out why, for the life of me, anybody would want to live there. We'll tell you what the fastest... I want you to think about this right now, Kara. Okay. What do you think the fastest growing city in America is? Hold on to that thought, because you're wrong. We're going to talk about it next on 890 WLS. Have you seen these? Th- I've seen them. You know, And I think there's, there's, um, there's anecdotal and then there's facts. So let's go with the anecdotal. The anecdotal is people are fleeing the city of Chicago. Mm-hmm. The facts don't necessarily back that up, just so we're clear. The facts don't back it up. As a matter of fact, when you look at who is leaving uh, and where they're leaving, people are leaving from the rural areas in Illinois. In the state of Illinois, when you take a look at the last 10 years, all but six 
of the 96 counties, lost people, declined, shrunk. The drop, the percentage drop Mm -hmm. is heaviest downstate. That actually makes sense to me. Why is that? Well, yeah. Because if you're living in downstate Illinois, you could be living in Kentucky so much cheaper. Oh, it's easier know, to jump across the border. Yeah, yeah it's like miles away, yeah. 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 Okay. But you could say the same thing about Chicago and moving to Gary, Indiana. You Nobody could, wants to move to Gary, <laughs> Indiana. No, 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 no. Sorry, can they hear us in Gary? Oh, yeah. Shh, don't yeah. say that. Yeah. Moving from Chicago Edit anywhere. that part out so that Gary can't hear us. I don't <laughs> fix want, it in post. I got I it. Don't worry. I, I got you. I don't want Gary, Indiana showing up looking for me. I got okay? you. I'll I've, fix it in I've post. Heard, don't worry about it. I've heard the stories. Consider yourself done. Sorry, well, Chicago, if you live in Chicago, you're expecting the Chicago nightlife, the buildings, the the way of living is completely different than, you know, somewhere down Fair south. Fair enough. So, because Chicago's actually remained pretty stable. Yeah. Chicago's city. not... The city yeah. of Chicago has remained stable. I think people are moving around, quote, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? For sure. I think there there is movement maybe from, you know, the 35th floor somewhere to maybe something a little bit farther out. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. there are people that are fluid, but they're not packing up the and moving to Beverly. Yeah, right. like the Beverly Hillbillies. But they are moving somewhere. Mm-hmm. Kara, before the break, I asked you to think about what is the fastest growing city in the United States? I, I'm going to guess Nashville. Interesting. Oh, good it's guess. a fun place to live, probably. Fun right? place. I think the taxes are very, very good. Taxes are low. Weather's Maybe good. you think so. I, I think when I think of things like that, I think Florida and Arizona. Mm-hmm. I think Austin, a lot of people moving. Austin, yeah. Texas, yeah. Cool. Denver, city, Colorado, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. You'd be wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fresno, California. Fresno, <laughs> California. Well, California makes sense. Yeah, but not Fresno. Fresno. <laughs> I spent a week one night in Fresno. Uh, you spent a week one night. Yeah. It is. <laughs> oh yeah. Not where I would go. It mm-hmm. is literally, literally, one of the fastest growing areas, and it is the hottest real estate market in the country. Ooh. You can't get into Fresno. That's the wow. first time anybody's ever said that. Can't find a place to live in Fresno. Wish you would have thought of that five years ago, right? Because you, you lived in the Bay Area. Yeah, living in Oaktown. Fresno's the butt of the jokes. Oh, yeah. What's right? wrong with Fresno? Fresno is the Gary, Indiana. Yeah, or the Joliet. <laughs> to Chicago. It's yeah. the Joliet. Okay. Yeah. I don't Bakersfield is even better oh, than Fresno. You think even Bakersfield goes, at least yeah, we're not Fresno. Exactly. At least we're not Fresno. So these are like California jokes. I will get you that maybe not yeah. everybody gets those. But these are these are places where nobody was dying to get mm-hmm. into. I could have sworn people were dying to get out of them. Wow. Fresno is decidedly like agriculture, yeah. farming, oh, yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh I think Yeah, but they're moving liberal. They've moved liberal in the last election. Fresno? Yeah, but uh, so again, why then? Why are people dying to get into Fresno? I don't know. Of all places, you start uh, seriously. I, if you're packing your stuff up right now, you've got the U-Haul outside. You, got, you gave your friends a pizza. Yeah, come over and put the couch in it or whatever, and you're moving to Fresno. I want you to pump the brakes. I really do. I want you to. Th- I want you to Google Fresno a little bit more. Well, it's very expensive to move anywhere in California. Is it, it maybe is? is Fresno more affordable than other parts of California? Maybe that's why. You know, they talk about there's there is industry in the area, but the thing is, you, you'd still commute. This is one of those things like that. That again, I think you almost have to be Californian to kind of get it. Mm-hmm. Because Cheese would know in the Bay Area, there's all the tech companies and, you know, they they have the boom and Googles and all this, that and the other. 
But nobody can afford to live anywhere near these places. No. Right. So, so they, they live if two and a half hours outside of town. Yeah, you live outside of Sacramento. And they leave, they leave at four in the morning on the train yeah. to uh, get to work by yeah. eight o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's lunacy. It's lunacy. And I think some of that's going on in Fresno as well. Fresno, the hottest housing market in the country. Why? Why? I've One bedroom Fresno. apartments. Yeah. 2600 Shut the front yeah. door. Sheesh. In Fresno, California. This guy had you 255 could've... apartments, a big row yeah, of yeah, apartments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2600 a month for a one-bedroom, and he rented all of them. Wow. To live in Fresno. That, what the hell is going on in Fresno? <laughs> I don't know. There must be something. They must be handing out $100 bills on the street corner during the day know. to pay for the apartment. But that cow-killing plan about they do two miles away. I mean, oh, it is like God. the world's largest... Cow rendering plan, yeah. or I don't meat packer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. cows go in, they don't come out. They never come out the yeah. other side. <laughs> they never come out. Not yeah. I don't know what rendering is. I just know it smells bad. Oh my god! And it's not good for the cow. Yeah. Okay, it's not good. No. Cows are not a, fa- a fan of it. Mm-mm. Hey, we've got to check of the headlines on the way, and then we come back. We're going to have uh, the executive director of the Chicago Office of Emergency Management and Communications. That's official. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sakara, so we're going to have to shape up. Okay. We're going to have to get our minds, our P's and Q's. For one thing, because we don't want to shut the city down. That's coming up next on 890 WLS. All right. We've been talking uh, all morning. It is opening day, as an example. You've got uh, Wrigley opening up. We know that uh, for many of you, maybe in the last couple of weeks, you've finally been out, maybe went to a restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, been sitting in a bar watching March Madness, maybe a, b- a bunch of reasons you can get out and about. We have. Uh, Museums reopening, you know, a variety of things. We got a new hotel out oh, on the yeah. pier, for goodness yeah. sakes, on Navy Pier. Joining us right now is Rich Guidus, and Rich is the executive director of the Chicago Office of Emergency Management and Communications. Can we just call it the OEMC from here forward? Rich, good morning <laughs> to you. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, so, Rich, you, um, I don't want to say you're threatening people, but you issued a warning, <laughs> Rich. A stern uh, warning. A sternly worded email, uh, for lack of better terms. Uh, that the OEMC has some concerns about the number. Tell me, tell me what your worries are right now, and how do you measure them? Well, large crowds um, are obviously a concern for OEMC. Uh, anytime you have large crowds, there's a number of things to be, you know, con- concerned about from our perspective. But you know, we're still in the middle of a pandemic here. We're not at the finish line on this yet. We want to make sure that everybody remains safe and abides by all the guidelines that have been given out by the CDC and the Chicago Health Department. So we're, we're expecting a very safe and uh, healthy opening day. You know, I, I know that this is Kara, by the way. I know that you've got 50% capacity at all the bars surrounding Wrigley. How are you going to enforce that? And what about if it's spilling out into the street? Even though it's cold out, I know there's a lot of people that are excited about baseball today. Kara, we're going to have a lot of resources out on opening day, and that's typical for how we handle all, all major events really throughout the city. So BACP is part of our uh, public safety plan. They have been for a number of years. They're going to be out in force um, with task force teams and, you know, really just patrolling the neighborhood, checking on things and responding to uh, any complaints that we get from the neighborhood or, or through any of our uh, 911 or 311 system. So. Rich Guidus is again the executive director of the OEMC, uh, concerned about the crowds. So, so Rich, are, are there thresholds that you guys are looking at? Are there are there numbers? Are there percentages? What is it we need to stay away from? Well, as you know, twenty five percent capacity is what Wrigley Field um, is allowed to have within the stadium. So that's about ten thousand people in the stadium. We're confident that Wrigley Field, the Chicago Cubs, 
They're going to do everything they can to keep everybody safe inside the stadium. Outside the stadium, you know, that's kind of the uh, the number that we'll be really keeping a close eye on. And we have cameras, we have people on the ground. You know, the 19th district um, is, you know, a block away from the stadium itself, and they really have a, a great relationship with the business community and with Wrigley Field and the Chicago Cubs. So they're going to be our eyes and ears on the ground. We have a joint operations center that's on site in Wrigley Field with a variety of different agencies keeping an eye on things. And certainly our control center here at OEMC, our operations center, will be kind of quarterbacking um, a lot of the activities around the stadium with CTA, BACP, and all the other agencies involved. You know, I'm sure that a lot of the bars have been closed for so long. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a weird line to tread because you want to see them make some money today, yet there's that cap. I mean, are they working with you on this voluntarily just to make sure everything go, goes well? Yeah, the, the neighborhood bar and the community and the restaurants, you know, we, we've had numerous meetings with them over the last several weeks, and they, all, they are very anxious to get the season started, very anxious to do the right thing and show the rest of the city um, that we can operate safely with these new guidelines. So we're anticipating that we're going to have a successful opening day and kind of set the tone for the rest of the year. Speaking of the rest of the year, again, Rich Guidus with uh, OEMC, what are some of the other big events that are on the horizon that, that you guys are paying attention to? Well, you know, that's a good question. I think we're anticipating that um, as we inch closer into the spring, we're going to have expectations that, certain events are going to start coming back. So certainly we're uh, preparing for that. We, you know, we've had workshops already throughout the course of this year. We've probably had four or five workshops regarding major uh, events that could take place throughout the city. We have another one that's taking place next week that we're involved with and actually leading with the Chicago Police Department. Um, so we're fully expecting that events will be coming back to Chicago. We're looking forward to it, and we certainly know our residents and our businesses are as well. Hey, Rich, how does it look for the uh, opening of the beaches? Yeah, that's something that we're in conversation with as well. And certainly Chicago Park District, um, um, our partners on, on the lakefront um, are uh, partnering up with that on any of those decisions. That's one of the things that we'll be, we'll be uh, factoring into this spring and summer events as, it, um, as we get closer. All right. Hey, Rich, we appreciate your time today. Good luck to you. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for having us. That's Rich Guidas, the executive director of the Chicago Office of Emergency Management and Communications. Basically, uh, I guess you'd say at the end of the day, the people somewhat responsible for any time there's a large group uh, of crowds Mm -hmm. gathering and trying to police it. But, you know, Carrie, I thought you brought up a good point that, I mean, there there is... um, there's what we wish happens, and there's like the reality of what Mm, happens, right? Yeah. You know, because I think once you start putting people in groups Mm -hmm. we saw this with some of the bars Mm -hmm. over st patrick's day you remember this oh yeah like how do you have 50 people in a bar regardless of size and tell them they can't get within six feet of one another do you see what i'm saying especially after a drink or two they start out fine (laughs) and then they all end up in a mosh pit yeah you know what i'm saying in them but i mean there's a reality to the way things happen And, and and it struck me that you know whether it be baseball and I'm not wishing for anything bad, but baseball or or watching baseball at, you know, right there in Wrigleyville at one of the bars or restaurants, it's a social yeah absolutely event. Yeah. You 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 you're you're specifically going. If you just wanted to sit there by yourself, you could sit at home and watch it on TV or listen. Right? right. Yeah. You, you don't. Have, you, you're going there specifically to kind of socialize interact with other yeah, people and exactly. socialize. 
I, I, and you think you're doing it fine, but when everybody thinks yeah. they're doing it fine, then it all becomes something where OEMC's looking at going, get get rid of yeah. that mosh pit. Well, they have that whole little park right outside of Wrigley Field yeah. where they have the big screen TV and you yeah. can kind of sit outside there and kids can play. Can you draw circles in the grass? I know. I hope so. I think that's a great idea. Really? Yeah. Can I just come up with a good idea? I would love to have a circle Six of the grass. Six foot little bubble. Yeah. 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 What I'm worried about yeah. is, like, oh. did you see the uh, outside in, in UCLA? When UCLA won, they yes. had this big bonfire in the street. In Fraternity Row, they're the throwing way, their couches. Why are they burning couches? It made it to the Final Four. What is it with you UCLA people? Right? But <laughs> I'm worried about... have a whole bunch of couches sitting around? <laughs> this is like the fifth time they burn couches. <laughs> it must not be good couches. What the hell is going on? It's like the, the most couches. inconvenient item to bring easy. to burn. Yeah, I was they go up easy. Say. And now you can't sit anywhere comfortably in a goddamn fraternity. But I'm worried about like when we had the Bulls one. Yeah. <clears throat> granted, different. But I'm worried about all kinds of people showing up. Yeah. Right outside of Wrigley Field, yeah. just can't get into a bar, so they're hanging out in the middle of the street. And then what happens? CPD gets no, out I'm the sorry. riot gear. Yeah. Oh. You know what I mean? And that makes it look bad. Wow. And people get scared, and then it's just like. I mean, I know it's only opening day, but people are ready to go out and party. If the Cubs and... win, burn couches today. <laughs> ah! I'm taking my... And if they lose, do we burn couches? We're batting a thousand. Yeah. I'm, bat- I'm burning my couch anyway. Undefeated. I got it at Bob's Discount fly, Furniture. Fly the W it. and burn a couch. <laughs> Unbelievable. Seriously, why are they burning the couches all the time? Know. Who's got just a... Where, Somebody hey, doesn't like your couches. Your team wins. Your team wins, regardless yeah. of the sport. Yes! I'm so excited! How do you get the couch? Why the couch? Why are couches so flammable? I thought they were go. not flammable, yeah. too. Don't they, like, spray them with asbestos still or something? I don't understand this. I know what couch you're buying. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self, don't sit on couch. Don't, yeah. couch yeah. don't breathe in. Yeah. yeah. Is the asbestos Burning couch. couches hand over fist at UCLA. Yeah. Because he made it to the Final Four. Yeah, they and didn't even the way, win yet. You didn't win. Yeah. You didn't win. Yeah. I mean, you won a game, but you didn't win anything. Barely. And yeah. barely you didn't even won. get a medal. For fourth place. Like, yeah. You know, so don't start get, burning couches. Mistake nice. Now, here's the problem with UCLA. I'm off on a complete tangent. Mm-hmm. Let's say they win their next game. What do they burn then? What, we've run out of couches. <laughs> we're going di- to burn the dinette set. And then let's say they win the actual championship. Because that would be two more games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they win the championship. Fraternity house goes up. Yeah, I was going to say, a whole house. That's house. all that's left. What the hell is left to burn? Yeah. We've run out of things to bed. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And then we can just play Midnight yes. Oil. Beds are burning the <laughs> oh, whole time. Nice. And that would be fantastic. Yeah. Money may not buy you happiness, but what food can? This almost mm. gets into like comfort food. And this might be, the, you know, a lot of people like them some comfort food. Is quarantine being a little too good to your waistline? Oh, yeah. So what is America's comfort food? What do we love? Mm. Well, thank goodness we've got people that do studies on it. We'll tell you about it. And it's coming up next. Let me just say. It's a popular Tuesday item. Huh? Uh, uh, Coming up next clue. on 890 WLS. Ruin do the tease. How oh, am I supposed to do okay, the tease? Hold on, I'll save it then. Never mind. Good morning. <laughs> I'm all deflated now. Sorry. It's not even a happy Thursday anymore. Oh, I ruined Bruce, it. I'm sorry. Kara, cheese, whatever. I ruined it. What's What's... <laughs> According to the people that do studies. Oh, see, now, oh, come on. What is the one food guaranteed to brighten up a bad day? Yeah, there you go. See? (sighs) 
That is a horrific song. Where did that come from? I've never heard that before. You've never heard that? I most certainly have never heard that. Here's the great I think part. It's from a cartoon. Those Does she that, also do the Friday song? That's, those that live on no, uh, the same one, no, those who are going to live on the podcast don't get to hear any of the music. I know because of some sucks. bizarre ruling, so they're going to go. What the hell are you people talking? about? Well, consider yourself lucky if you're not hearing that song. Well, there is that. <laughs> Shout out to Kara for that. Good call. Yeah, you, we just saved you the the thing. Yeah, yeah the, the people that did studies uh, figured out because I thought of this as like comfort food. If you're having a bad day, okay, mm-hmm. define bad day however you want. Whatever. I got a whole new bad thing on traffic, that. Bad, yeah, whatever, whatever it might be, yeah. right? What is your go-to food? What brightens any day? And apparently Tuesday isn't the only day of the week where tacos, tacos were the default position for a lot of people to to turn around their bad day. This is only on Tuesdays? No, no. no watch this. Saying. Watch this. Watch this. I'm ready. Nick, what did you have for dinner last night? Tacos. <laughs> See? <laughs> And there's I a saw group chat. Nick they're sending pictures. Because yeah. he's got his uh, uh, his his uh, green sauce, right? Yeah, the guacamole sauce your, from... Uh, your head, Herodura or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. Nick is... Nick is taco Wednesday last with that. night. Yeah, yeah, Man, taco Wednesday. Exactly. <laughs> do you have a go-to food, Karen? Do you have a comfort food? Yeah, steak. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. An expensive comfort food. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say. Grass-fed, too. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Really? That's mm-hmm. your comfort food. See, to me, steak is too difficult to prepare. Oh, I think it's the easiest. That's why I like it. Really? Yeah, that's why I don't like ordering at restaurants, because I know I can make it better. Unless okay. it's Gibson's or somewhere really fancy. But, I, yeah. I, Unless I want to pay $200 for Because to me, right. to me yeah. comfort food, you need to be able to consume it within about 60 seconds. I Maybe mean, 90. Pizza's yeah. in, in there. The, in, the, in, the, in the microwave, preferably. Yeah. Yeah. You have a comfort we know food. we know yours is uh, chicken nuggets, chicken right, nuggets, Bruce? Absolutely, nuggets yeah. or strips. strips. I mean, I'm, 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 I have <laughs> a open. wide breadth. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm adventurous. Are you good with wings? <laughs> no, oh, I don't like the bones. Oh. So you go, so I like you go to like these places like B Dubs or or anywhere, and I get boneless wings, and I go, well, those are just nuggets, aren't they? Like, why are we calling them boneless wings? <laughs> You're right, they're just nuggets. And why why are you trying to sell them for like sixty bucks? Yeah, why are you trying to church them up here? Yeah, I mean, they're just they're nuggets. It sounds like a grown up food. That's why does it because ah. I don't have to order nuggets? <laughs> yes. Can I get them in dinosaur? Can I get See? the dino nuggets? Yeah. Can I get them in the shape? Your kids like dino nuggets, Nick? Yeah, yeah, they, like they are. Delicious. That's a mainstay. Yeah. They are yeah. absolutely delicioso. I'll tell you what, you can get them at the Costco in like a seventy pound bag. Mm-hmm. It'll last you at least a week or two. It's really good. <laughs> Mine is Taco Bell. Just anything. Your default, like oh, yeah. you're having a tough day, man. which is practically every day when every you day. when you come down off your your caffeine pill oh, crash. Man, yeah. And you go to Taco Hell. Really? Boom. Always good. Always. Can't go wrong with Taco Bell. How yeah. do you feel an hour later? Perfect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So it's interesting because I, I grew up in the Southwest. I grew up in Arizona. So you grew, I grew up, up near good tacos. Well, you say that. Yeah. So I, 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 I grew up an hour from the Mexican border, for mm-hmm. goodness sakes, in Tucson, an hour, hour and a half down to Old Mexico. Um, not a fan of Mexican food. Really? Wow. Mm. Yeah. Now, I can handle tacos, but mm. I eat mine plain. Can I tell you why I don't like Mexican food? I have a, I have a, because I think I have a solid argument. Okay. I can't wait to hear this. So, in general, I don't go to Mexican restaurants usually, and I, I don't do it. Because here's why. I do not like Kara. Yeah. Nor will I eat cheese. Mm-hmm. Tomatoes. Beans. Chilies or peppers of any sort. So, hold on. 
Tell me the Mexican food yeah. that I like. Yeah. Because as far as I can tell, every Mexican dish on the planet contains not just one, but all three of those elements. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You like shrimp? No. Nope. They do have chicken dishes, but they probably have tomatoes. Yeah. So I get Tomato, my tacos. Yeah. I get ground beef taco. Plank. Do you want anything on it? No, don't you dare put anything on it. So a tortilla with ground beef in it. Sold. So I don't know if I'm getting the full <sighs> experience. I know. Nick, I am a constant Bruce, source of disappointment. I realize in, it. In Wicker Park, right around, uh, was it Division and Damon, I guess. All right. There's a taqueria there. Taqueria. Whatever they call it. They are called taqueria. And on their menu yep. is white boy tacos God, that's me. and that is right up your alley i <laughs> so, swear to god so when i when I, I i used to go across the street was a uh a, a mexican restaurant mm-hmm. and uh it was across the street from work and so we would end up go there all the time it's like the nearest restaurant you know when you just have like one restaurant you end up eating there like at least once or twice a week because yeah. hey run across the street grab lunch for everybody that type of thing and um they they did the the gringo chimichanga for me <laughs> they did it for me. It was for the gringo. I was, like, I was like, what is a chimichanga? And they're like, uh, they're like okay, well, we, we do ground beef, and then we wrap it in a tortilla, and then we deep fry it, and then we put a bunch of other crap on it. I go, can I just get deep fried ground beef in a tortilla? They go, well, yeah, I guess we could do that. Yeah. And I go, yeah, that's what I wanted to go. A gringo chimichanga. Hey. And I go, gringo. I called it a Mexican hamburger. I go, that's all oh, right. I go, take beef, wrap it in, deep fry it, yeah. Mexican hamburger. Well, what about this, though? Like the generic Uh-oh. Mexican taco. When you go to a taqueria yeah. and you order a taco, taco, it always just comes with two corn tortillas, mm-hmm. the meat, whatever meat? you get. That's why I like chick meat. Onions and cilantro. That's it. I'm not going to do onions and cilantro. Really? Yeah. Mm. Not even cilantro? Person. I don't even know what cilantro is. Is that animal, vegetable, mineral? What is that? (laughs) What is a cilantro? It's an herb. It's an herb? Yeah. It looks like parsley. Maybe I like it. Okay, well, I kind of like parsley. See? Okay, so I should try some cilantro. (laughs) I kind of like parsley, the most bland (laughs) herb. (laughs) Parsley is a garnish. You're not even supposed to eat it. Oh, I eat it. It's there for looks. You're not supposed to eat it? No, it's there for looks. No, you can eat it. It it helps your breath. It's natural breath freshener. Are you trying to say something, Karen? I need a lot more cilantro. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I, I, I feel like I disappoint Nick a lot. Because, you know, we talk about, like, manly things, and we talk about Carhartts, and we talk about... And then I get back to, yeah, I pretty much just no, live and off that's of chicken. Pretty manly, just ground beef, <laughs> so, fried ground beef, beef, yeah. deep fried. Mexican yeah. hamburger. Yeah. Yeah. Mexican yeah. hamburger. They love yeah. me. It sounds more manly there. than nuggets. Dino nuggets? The dinosaur Yeah, the dinosaur nuggets don't really top the manly chart. It's Bruce, Kara, and Cheese. Uh, and it is opening day for baseball. We just heard Nick Gale talking about yeah. it. We've got uh, Cubs in town. Yeah. At Wrigley. Playing Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. Pirates coming to town. Okay. Yeah, so. uh, Sox are on the road. They're out in, in California. Mm-hmm. So they don't have their home opener, I believe, until next week. Right. Um, but it, it is it is a sign of normalcy, I think. And I think that's important. I get it. There aren't a ton of things like the city can rally around. And I really thought, for example, I thought that, and I got a sense that, you know, you just get moods, like yeah. you get a vibe, you pick up vibes. Mm-hmm. When they did the River Green, oh, like yeah. there was a vibe. Oh, definitely. Right? Yeah. Yep. Like everybody was like, yes! It was like yeah. one good thing. It's one little, yeah. it's a little thing, and yep. I will grant you that, but it had a big effect. I think baseball coming back, I think baseball 
fans. With fans, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to have that kind of effect. It, it is a sign that we're coming out the other side of this. Right. At least hopefully, right? Yep. And I get a sense of that, that people are, even if you're not a huge baseball fan, maybe you're not a Cubs or a White Sox fan, you're, you're excited at the idea of some semblance of normalcy. Yep. How many do you guys do we get to go to Cubs games very often around here? Are they hard? Uh, They're hard to get into, aren't they? Yeah. Well, especially now. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, how much are? So we were talking about this yesterday. I gotta believe though, the tickets are pretty darn scarce. If there's only ten thousand for sale out of a normal forty thousand, thirty-seven, whatever it is, you know, the capacity. You have a twenty only twenty-five percent of the capacity. That it's going to be harder and harder and harder to even get into Absolutely. a Cubs game, which is why I think you'll have more people showing up outside, hanging out around yeah. the stadium, no even doubt. if you can't get in. But Nick, what did you say? You said you saw some online for what seventy three bucks yesterday on StubHub. Yeah, That's and it? then well, and all the way up to like one hundred and fifty or something yeah. for. That's yeah. still cheaper than I would think. Yeah. Because there's not going to be guys outside yeah. selling tickets because there they're aren't? not tickets. They're on your phone. Okay, right? Scalpers got scalpers, nothing to sell. Yeah. Could you text it to someone's phone, though? Oh, maybe. I so I found the cheapest ticket I've got right now, mm-hmm. $56. Wow. Section 431. Good grief. I can't believe there's still any available. 431. I'm not going to say you're in the stadium. You're stadium adjacent at 431. Good you're in a, night. In an apartment building. You're right. Away. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're a long distance call to home plate at that point. Um, but yeah, some of the tickets are, uh, are decidedly going in, in the hundreds. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. What is that? It's got is, behind, behind home plate. Yeah. 500, 500 bucks. Hmm. Roof. And the rooftops are re- restricted too. You know, you got to remember that. We've got the the rooftop clubs. Yeah, yeah. are they at fifty percent? Five hundred and thirty six dollars each. Section one twenty six, row fifteen. Ooh. So that's right behind first base. First base, yeah. Wow. So that's what scalp. That's what second the secondary market's getting. So yeah, that is uh, decidedly over normal price. It is, but I still thought it would be worse. Yeah. Honestly. Well, okay. So here's why. Maybe, even though it's opening day. Even though there's pent up demand, it is going to be a little chilly. Yeah, I don't want to pay five hundred thirty six bucks. If you're yeah. going to break the bank, if you're going to spend your stimmy money <laughs> on Cubs tickets, are you going to spend it on the day when what is it? The temperature at at first pitch is scheduled to be thirty four degrees. Thirty four flipping oh, degrees. Yeah. So you're going to dress like you're going and to a windy. Bears game. Yeah. Yeah. In November, but you're actually going to be at at at, at a Cubs game in yeah. April. Yeah, if I'm paying that much money, I want to sit there with a T-shirt on. I'm going to wait till beer July. Beer in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. yeah. I mean, I'm going to wait till July. Yeah. If I'm going to have to pay 500 bucks for a ticket, which, by the way, let's get one thing out of the way. I would never. Ooh. But there is nothing Mm-mm. I would pay $500 for a ticket for. I just think that's, that's, it's just a, it's a matter of principle. Yeah, that's out of my range. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a matter of principle. Well, and we've all worked in radio long enough. I'm used to getting free tickets. Right. Yeah. The last thing I'm going to do is buy them. Yeah. Sorry. I'm spoiled. <laughs> And I'm gonna it need. Does a, suck to have and I'm gonna need a backstage pass and a parking pass while I'm at. Ooh, it. the parking yes, pass. Yes, parking is need a parking yeah. pass. Yeah. Or I'm not going. Let's just get out. Of it. But if you, so I would think that as we get, if if these numbers remain the same, if there's still limited capacity, and you get into 75, 80 degree days, you get those Friday afternoon games. Ooh, yeah. You know those. Uh, that's when I think you're going to see ticket prices go through the roof. Yeah. Because. 
I think there's plenty of people out there going, yeah, baseball's back, Cubs, let's go get tickets. Can we wait till it gets a little warmer, honey? <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, do you want to sit there and shiver for nine innings? The hardcore fans will be out there. That's the one. I mean, you do the comparison to the Bears. This is warm by Bears standards, though. So if, if you normally go to a Bears game. But that's the expectation, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 The expectation is. I think in Chicago in April, that's the expectation. Though. There is that, too? Yeah. You say that, but yeah. then games next week, you're going to need sunscreen. Right. Right? It's yeah. going to be in the 70s. Yeah, there's a game on Saturday or Sunday. So yeah. if you're looking at the weather report right now, you're like, mm, okay, opening day, I get it. It's a big deal. I Let's go Tuesday. <laughs> it's going to be 74. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's pace ourselves. Let's let the team warm up a little bit first. And the sun. Yeah. Warm up a little <laughs> bit I'm just first. amazed that there are still tickets. I am too. Online. I thought for sure it'd be everybody had got their tickets sold out. Yeah. But on StubHub, plenty of tickets. There I wonder are. if they're waiting for the weather. Like when I bought yeah. from Scalpers, like for Pearl Jam at Wrigley, mm-hmm. I remember I waited until like the last the, minute. Yeah, because it started pouring, and actually Wrigley was on pause mode. Like they, they. I don't think it's going to pour today. I no. feel, I feel, I feel high level right. of confidence. Maybe but once the snow. weather gets I'm bad, <laughs> once the weather's really bad, though, even if it's re- if it does start to snow, I think the price of the tickets drop. Yeah. So. Oh hell yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh God, I would hope so. The tickets. And, and- yeah. Go ahead, Nick. Well, I was going to say, I'm looking at StubHub uh, for the opener next Thursday for the Sox. Mm-hmm. Ticket, the te- cheapest ticket I'm seeing is 100 bucks. White Sox tickets usually are 17 less. bucks. I mean, mm. yeah. And maybe that has to do with a little bit of weather, too. Yeah. But we also heard from Kara, you go, you take your, your family <laughs> to a Sox case. Is that how this works? In my house, it does. Yeah. If you're Switzerland <laughs> and you don't have an allegiance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Socks, Socks Park, family, mm-hmm. that's what you do. Wrigley, more like a singles bar. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Got it. I just need to make sure there I understand go. what I'm doing. Tube top and a beer in your hand. Yeah. yeah. A tube top. For and you. A beer. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> you me? look ridiculous not... <laughs> in a tube top. I'm going to throw that out there. Hey, hey, hey. With that hair? Until seriously? You, until you've seen it, don't knock, knock it. Knock it. Okay. okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Yesterday, uh, it's not often we make news, and and usually we we make news for the wrong reasons. Okay, yeah. Let's just acknowledge yeah. it was it is. But um, we had uh, uh, Carrie, you were not here with us, but yesterday we had the attorney for the two brothers who are accusing Father Flager of sexual abuse some mm. thirty five years ago. 30, I'm going to say. Yeah. I hope I get to get that number right. Thirty five, forty years ago. Yeah. Well, in that interview. He alluded to something that none of us knew, and that is there may be more, more accusers who have come forward. We're going to talk about that coming up next on 890 WLS. Um, We had a guest on. Um, He was the um, attorney. He is the attorney, not past tense. Uh, was on yesterday, still is. The attorney for joining us right now from Patch.com is Mark Conkle. And Mark, I know you, you wrote about this and you've been doing and covering this story. That, that fourth victim, uh, allegedly, who's, who's presented themselves and come forward to law enforcement, does that change the narrative of this story anymore? Uh, you know, I haven't been able to confirm that. So there was a third victim that did come forward. I think that the, this is just such a strange situation, number one, because Father Flager isn't just St. Sabina's pastor. He's been such an activist everywhere mm-hmm. that everybody seems to know him or think they know him. And, you know, 
you know, your, the interview on your show yesterday was great because it, it, it made it everything seem more bizarre. You know, I, I don't think that you can really use a lie detector test um, in, in a, a court in a court of in law. In court I, yeah, I, I didn't think right. they were admissible. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know why anyone would, you know, who's being accused of something would trust a machine or or some stranger to do that as definitive. So it, it was just a, a little bit bizarre, and you know, the the fourth. Um, accuser allegation really you know hasn't been corroborated so it's just one of those things where it's like father flager in the saint survivor community has come out strong saying he's innocent we want him back you know there was you know previously you know the letter from the state that said the allegations were unfounded but doesn't mean that it didn't happen it just didn't you know meet the level of the state law to uh, register somebody as a perpetrator of child abuse. So, I mean, it's more intrigue, but it doesn't really give us any more answers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think that, you know, obviously with the history of, you know, priest abuse in the Catholic Church, you know, I, the Catholic Church probably isn't in a rush to bring back an accused priest to a, to a flock. So, I, you know, it just made, your interview made everything a little more weird. <laughs> that's my gift mark yeah that's yeah. my gift you know i hear what you're saying about it being bizarre because he's such a beloved person in chicago but those allegations if they're from 40 years ago just one more one fourth person coming forward to me that doesn't seem like much could there be more i mean 40 years is a long time you know I, I, this is one of those topics where it's like you you know politicians people in power you know, when these allegations come up, you, you, you kind of, you can't just write them off because uh, their name has been in the paper for 40 years, right. you, know, yeah. uh, you know, fighting for fighting for a cause. And um, you don't want to write off someone who is, is coming forward and saying they've been abused. You know, the, these two gentlemen who you say they were abused in the 70s, um, you know, they haven't identified themselves. You know, they've, you know, they've done these press conferences with shadows and, pictures of their hands and you know it's, it's got to be a hard thing to do to come out and yeah i'll you know, acknowledge that so to say to, 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 to say that uh, but at the same time you know they're taking a polygraph that you couldn't put in court saying that father flager who everybody knows should do the same thing um and it just seems like a strange legal battle you know as you mentioned on the show yesterday uh, or you asked the lawyer you know beyond a reasonable doubt, and he's like, no, 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 you just need to, you know... Preponderance of evidence, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and so, you know, this is a case where, you know, without physical evidence, how are we really going to know, and who's going to decide it, and will the Catholic Church want to take a risk on, you know, letting him come back to the church? Yeah, I and think... also, a few weeks ago, he said he was going to come back to the neighborhood anyway and, and you know, minister in a different way, mm. so... You know, I mean, this is just an ongoing saga, and like I said, your show, you know, made it a little bit more strange. Even a little odder. Hey, Mark, thank you for your time today. We do appreciate it. Again, Mark Conkle wrote about this. You can read it at patch.com, fourth victim alleges sex abuse by Father Flager, uh, attorney says, because, and and the reason this came about, I'm not, I'm not claiming that I have any kind of, you know, insight or any smart, but from everything I've seen and understand about, Sexual predators. Mm -hmm. 
they don't just do it for like a couple weeks and then stop. Exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like there's a pattern that you yep. can follow. So my thing was, well, if you've got two people that say it happened in the 70s and you have absolutely nothing since then, I, I will admit that's my spidey sense is going, really? But then when a third comes forward, you go, okay, well, wait a minute. And then maybe a fourth comes, okay, well, wait a minute. Because if, if you are, right. have that proclivity, you have that. You you do. Yeah. I just don't think you stop right. one day and don't do it again. I, it's I, not I, quite the same, but that's how it rolled out with Bill Cosby. You know, they, and then yeah. another one, and then right. another, and turned out. Oh, there was a pattern to yeah. this. Yep. Like, wouldn't there be a pattern? I don't know if it's always yeah. or never, but it strikes me that if if you sexually abuse young boys, which is what he's being accused of, you just do it the two times and then that's it. Yeah, I know. It just doesn't. I, yeah. It, again. I'm not an expert on this. I'm just saying in all the other cases we've seen, there's been more of a pattern of abuse spread out over time. Certainly with the ones in the church. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just one oh, time yeah. for these priests. They, you know, Remember, they were moving them from parish to parish to parish, right. and they were doing it all over again. Plus, back in the 70s, you were way less likely to come forward than now. Good point. Good I mean, point. It's still not easy, right? No, it's not. So the Chauvin trial is ongoing uh, day four today, but... Um, you know what? There is still some questions. There was a lot of video yesterday. We're going to talk a little bit more with uh, ABC News analyst Brad Garrett about the impact it's having on the trial. That's up next on 890 WLS. At the big stories happening around the world. Hey, I'll kick things off. Okay. Johnson & Johnson has had to throw away 15 million COVID vaccines mm. because... Somebody screwed up the mixture in the plant. Cheese, what do you got? Well, if you think the crisis at the border is bad, well, add in a lice outbreak. For what? Oh, my head's 4,500 kids there with now they got lice. Oh. Sarah, what do you got? Well, today, as you know, is opening day inside the friendly confines, though. Definitely very, very different. Good point. Still friendly, look- though? It's still friendly. Still okay. friendly. Okay. Just a little <laughs> Just less of less friendly people. <laughs> a few less friendly people. Hey, joining us right now is ABC analyst Brad Garrett. And uh, Brad is joining us to talk a little bit about the Chauvin trial going on day four. Uh, we'll, we'll kick off in a little bit. Brad, good morning. Good morning. You know, uh, yesterday we saw uh, some pretty emotional uh, testimony, might be a good way to put it. We also saw some new video. What was your takeaway from some of the testimony from, uh, I guess we would just say witnesses, the people standing on the sidewalk? There's nothing more compelling than accurate eyewitnesses with emotion, with clarity, and with consistency amongst them about what they witnessed, what they felt, their helplessness, their feelings of guilt. And you couple that with the video of Chauvin, other officers' actions that were going on in or around uh, this scene. I mean, it takes really a compelling picture for the jury as to what actually happened. Uh, And I will tell you, one of the biggest stands out for me is when – Another officer says, I can't find a pulse, and Chauvin still doesn't get off his neck. And Brian, I guess, to follow up on on your point, the facts are not in dispute, I guess you'd say. I I think even the defense will have to say, yeah, everything that all these people saw and everything the video shows, it happened. Correct. Now, they can argue, how did he actually die? You know, was it the 
you know, was it the, the neck compression or was it something else? It's going to be a combination probably, be my guess, more than likely the neck compression is going to be a primary component. But it, it it's to a certain extent does it matter from the standpoint that he was doing something that's against reg- regulations, that's unlawful, that you know, law enforcement officers are, are to never do to that, unless it's some sort of life and death exigent situation, you're in a fight with somebody, uh, that might be excusable for a few seconds, but not for nine and a half minutes. Yeah. Normally, you expect the defense to maybe discredit witnesses as a form of their defense strategy. Do you think that's even going to be needed or even possible with these strong witnesses? No. No, did you notice that the juvenile witnesses, they didn't even cross-examine them? Because if that's such a dangerous territory mm, to go into. Yeah. Because first of all, they're not saying anything that you can actually correct. I mean, it's they're standing there. Yeah. You and right. I and the world are watching what they're saying to a certain extent, but physically where they are in proximity to George Floyd and former Officer Chauvin. And so, I mean, how do you dispute that? I mean, to your point earlier is, like, where do you go with this? I'm not sure where you do go, you know, other than trying to convince them that Chauvin believed he was doing the right thing, which I I can't imagine anybody would believe that. But we'll we'll see. But it's a tough hoe for them. Yeah. Again, we're talking to ABC analyst Brad Garrett on the Chauvin trial as uh, day four will kick off today. We hear this may last three to four weeks. I'm 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 struggling to figure out what else will they dig into for a month? Yeah, I don't I don't I didn't get that either. I mean, I've been in a lot of murder trials, some more complex than others. But this one seems to be, you know, there's sort of a finite set of facts, right? And we've heard a lot of them. You haven't heard from the medical examiner. You haven't heard from crime scene people, if that's relevant. Um, And, you know, obviously the defense will put on a lot of stuff about Chauvin and Chauvin's background, et cetera. But, uh, yeah, I I don't get that. Yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, can they prove that that's normal police reaction to a fake $20 bill? I mean, that you know, really, that's... Well, that's going to be the argument, that this was the training, right? That this is what they're trained to do to restrain a person like this. Over Not, a fake bill, though? No. no I, don't, I don't care if he's a mass murderer. Right. The whole, the whole point being, you can't restrain somebody that way. I don't know if, if any of you have ever experienced this. If you flip over and lay on your stomach and, and have somebody restrain your wrists, you can't do a whole lot. You can't even roll up if somebody's right there next to you. So the argument that that's the only way you could restrain them is just baloney. Yeah. I mean, we've all been in situations. I've done a lot of reactive work. It sort of isn't what the FBI does, but I've ended up doing a lot of it. So I've been never in a chokehold situation, but I've been in situations where people fight and they run and they have guns and you're chasing them. So, you know, you, you have to react to what you have, but the idea, I suppose, and I don't want to second guess these officers on some areas because I just don't know the facts because we don't know them as to when they approach the car, they have their guns out. Okay. So you react to a call based on what information you have. Okay. If I had gotten the call and they said, a guy just robbed the store and he shot a clerk and he had a gun and so forth. How you would approach him would be far different 
than how you approach somebody, hey, they just tried to pass a $20 bill. Agreed. Yeah. And so, again, using that as sort of a template, your, your interaction with somebody is very critical. You're not supposed to be there to escalate the situation. You're there to make it safe and de-escalate the situation. Why didn't they open the door, stay back safe, have some cover, and talk to George? What's going on, George? What's your issue here? What's the deal? Let George talk a lot. It's clear from the picture he's scared to death. Now, the question is, is that even rational? And the answer is, you know, probably not. But it doesn't really matter. That's his reaction. I was going to say, and and Brad, question to you, is this going to have an impact on policing? Will this trial and uh, obviously the notoriety, everything that goes along with it, who knows what the outcome is? Do you think this will have a fundamental effect on on police use of force? Oh, I I definitely think it will. Now, if I lined up all of the people that I work with regularly here in the city of of D.C. and the surrounding area, every one of them would tell you they're not going to use chokeholds on somebody. So the idea that that's even a normal thing to do. Now, granted, you know, we have another case, what, earlier in on Staten Island, Eric Garner, that was mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. choked, choked down. Is it, it, you're not, maybe you were taught that years and years ago. Maybe there's some martial arts people that teach that. I have no idea. But the idea that that's even in a police academy is, you know, it just can't be there. It is not something that you can do because it's too dangerous. It's just too dangerous because you don't really know what you're actually cutting off. Clearly, you're on top of a major artery into somebody's brain, and if you stay on it long enough, they are going to die. Yeah. Brad, we appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. That's ABC News analyst Brad Garrett covering the Chauvin trial, uh, taking a look at some of the other issues in there. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, it, it strikes me that, and if we understand correctly, only from a little bit of what the defense has given us so far, they're going to argue that George Floyd was under the influence of drugs, that the drugs and medical condition is what he died from, not from the knee on his neck, and that also all the officers in Minneapolis were trained that this is how you restrain a large person who is combative and you think might be on drugs. Yeah, That's going to be the argument. Oh, yeah. Now, whether a jury buys it, Mm. I couldn't begin to tell you. Right. But that strikes me as what their argument is going to be because the facts of the case don't seem to be in dispute. Everybody saw the video. All the witnesses testified to the exact same thing. They all saw the same thing. They were all saying the same thing. Like, everybody was on the same page. So it seems like the defense is willing to concede, yeah, that happened. But here's why. Yeah. But here's the excuse. Mm. Will it hold water with a jury? How do you you justify not, you know, helping after he's passed out, though? After he's not breathing? I think that's that's going to be a tough tough part for them to explain away. I think that'll be really tough to explain away. Yeah. And will that be, will the, will the jury be okay with, you had to handcuff him and you had to restrain him, but only for three minutes. Yeah. Or only for five minutes, but yeah. not for nine minutes, 40 seconds, whatever. You know, yeah. Not, not till they pass out. Right. Not till they stop breathing. Like, is that when you went from, that was your training? Yeah. To that was murder. Because it seems like maybe do that to get the cuffs on. If you can't get the cuffs on, what are you going to do once the cuffs are on? 
Mayor Lightfoot used the term quantum leap in COVID infections. Is she setting us up to put us back in the hole? Is she going to put us back in the hole? Is she she already laying the groundwork for shutting it down? We're talking about it next on 890 WLS. Mayor Lightfoot referred to the new spike, jump, whatever you want to call it, in COVID positivity rates as a quantum leap, Kara. Yes, 4.5% positivity rate now, if you're me to say positivity. We used to have an average of about 300 cases at the beginning of the month. Now we're over 400, almost 500 cases on average. Okay, so it's it's going up. Why is it going up? Uh, according to the people that get paid to do this, it's a trifecta. You ready for the three things? Yes, please. Traveling, vacationing, gathering. Well, yeah, obviously. Uh, spring, so life, spring basically. break, yeah. yeah, yeah. Bars and restaurants reopening, mm-hmm. right? And too cold to eat outside. I mean, good point. A lot of people are eating inside. Good point. Where we had some of those outdoor sidewalk, you know, mm-hmm. you could sit outside. That people are back indoors because not only could you be indoors, but because chilly. We had a lot of snow, yeah. for example. <laughs> good grief! Did we have a lot Rooftop of snow? bars? Aren't fun when it's thirty-two degrees. No. Um. But she talks about quantum leap. You had the head of the CDC refer to impending doom the other day. Pretty bleak. Because it strikes me that we have a a race going on. We have a race to vaccinate with a race of people saying, I've had enough of this crap and I'm moving on. Right? Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really the two competing things. Because the more people you vaccinate, the less, hopefully, uh, issues you would have. But when I hear Lightfoot, when I hear Mayor Lightfoot speak about a quantum leap. Is quantum like an amount of people or is it just an... I think it's a fancy word for math. Yeah. I think it, it's like it means a huge jump. Like didn't gradually go up. It went up really fast. I think. I failed every math class <laughs> I've ever been So I'll go with it. I bigger. can't even spell quantum, but... Yeah. Start with a Q. <laughs> um... But when you see these things and we hear her talk like that, doesn't that sound to you like she's laying oh, yeah. the groundwork? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. To restrict restaurants and bars again. To say no fans at Cubs games. Uh, nobody, I mean, uh, but doesn't that what it sounds like? Yeah, Because they're talking about uh, traveling, vacationing, and gathering is the recipe for a surge. And they're saying that the the uptick we're seeing is similar to the upticks we saw around Thanksgiving and Christmas when people traveled, went and gathered with friends. You didn't have the bars and restaurants so much in there. But it's weird when you look at a map of the United States. This is not uniform. Can we acknowledge that? This hasn't been uniform from the beginning. It's almost like like a wave. Like it's low in some areas, it's mm-hmm. peaking in other areas, it crashes, then it builds back up again. Like it's all over the place because the places that are quote unquote the worst right now with the high Michigan and New York. The hell's unique about Michigan and New York? Well, they all had cold winters too. Maybe that's right. But then you have you know, places. Yeah. Texas, wide like, open. In Colorado, where the numbers are going the other direction. Yeah. Okay. Well, what did you guys do different? Like, I, I, I think one of the concerns that I have is 
that with all of the competing information and all of the, the, the different theories and scientists and doctors and everyone talking about this, I think a lot of people have just thrown up their hands and said, what will be, will be. Mm-hmm. Don't you get that sense? I have plenty of friends like that. What will be, will be. I think it's people are just, they, they, they're sick of it. But if this virus isn't going to go away, if it is going to stick around like the common flu, Mm -hmm. and you might have to get a shot every year to prevent getting sick to the point of hospitalization, if that becomes the new normal, wow. Mm. I don't know. I don't don't know how many people are prepared for that. Well, were we ever prepared for this? been a crazy year. Good point. I think we, we just, We're not prepared we, now. Yeah, we Why learned would we how be prepared to, a year from now? It's called pivoting. That's the new term I've been hearing lately. you got to pivot. When you think you know something, you don't. Yeah. Well, when I think quantum leap. Quantum leap. That's the dunk that I'm going to do when Mayor Lightfoot playing out one-on-one. That's, that's what I'm going to call the dunk. <laughs> Again. When I dunk on her, we come back bam, to the only person leap. in, the only adult yeah. in Chicago. <laughs> Sorry. That cheese is taller than yeah. is Mayor Lightfoot. And I'm dunking on her, and I'm calling it the quantum leap. The quantum leap. Yeah. Boom. You're going to posterize her yeah. on the court. <laughs> we say the only adult, Kara, because there are some infants and toddlers that yes. aren't, uh, haven't beaten them. Yeah. But by the time they reach like six or seven years old, they're taller than yeah. cheese. So let's taller just move on. They've all moved on. But, I've got but her. there are some infants out there that haven't quite gotten to your level. Give them, give them another week or two. <laughs> give them another week or two. Challenges out there, Mayor Lightfoot, one on one. Come on. I, I, I again. Don't I, I really you're going to say five bucks on Lightfoot. Come I, on. No, I, I just again, I get back to the point that I genuinely <laughs> would like Mayor Lightfoot to join us. On the radio. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting to talk to her. I want to understand a little bit more. I have questions. Oh yeah. And you, <laughs> constantly threatening to dunk on her. <laughs> She might Physi- be a big like hoops literally fan. dunking her, not like the oh you dunked on somebody online, you know when you you, you, yeah, yeah. you troll her. No, 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 I'm physically. You physically yeah. want to take her on oh, in a yeah. game of basketball because you think you can dunk on Marilyn. Yeah. Now these are going to be what six foot rims? What are we bringing the rim down? <laughs> <laughs> what are we bringing the rim down to? Like Nerf basketball? No, not that bad. At least seven do- feet. Come seven on. foot rim? Okay, I can get her on that. We'll see. I, I really do envision this being more like a game of horse. Yeah. That's what uh, I was going to yeah, I'm just going to be a lot of dunking. Mayor Lightfoot, I'll, I'll put five bucks on Lightfoot right now. I'll put five bucks on Lightfoot. I think she's, I think she's a good point guard. That's I think cold. she's got good handles. I think there's a chance she could dribble right past you. That's cool. Just going to say that That's right cold. now. Just going to say it right now. Um, you know what? It is opening day. There is something we can get excited about, something we can rally around, and the Cubbies are playing at home, right, Nick? Yeah, and the fans really looking forward to this day. Oh, it's exciting. It's going to be cold. There's nothing colder than Wrigley in April. Yeah, sure, it's going to be cold. Good morning to a uh, a happy Thursday and a merry April Fool's Day. <laughs> uh, no silly jokes here. None of that. Yeah, no, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna keep it on the up and up. So, uh, Kira, Kira, yes. Kira, in for. Uh, Judy Pie today. We do something uh, every day where we we're trying to uh, celebrate, maybe reintroduce in some cases mm-hmm. some of the great restaurants, local eateries, 
the different places around town that maybe eh, people haven't been visiting. Mm-hmm. We know there's been some challenges, maybe takeout only, but as they're reopening, encouraging people to get back out and support some of our local restaurants. It's a part of the show that we like to call Kara. <laughs> I think we, we nailed it on the first one. Did we? Yeah. Harmonize. Oh, yeah. You, you don't think we should do another one? I think we do another one. Ready? Do another one. Another one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, here we go. Right. I can do it better. Mm-hmm. I can do it better. Uh, <clears throat> okay, okay I'm warmed up. Kara! <laughs> oh, that was much better. That was okay. Yeah, you did a much Thank better you, job. You were much better. better. Yeah, I was on, yeah. you were off pitch. I was off one. on the first one. So, <laughs> joining us right now is Daniel Barrett. And Daniel is with Rewired Pizza Cafe and Bar. Daniel, good morning. Good morning. Merry April Fool's Day to you. Merry April Fool's. I didn't <laughs> realize that until you said it. Yeah, well, you better get ready because they're going to try to pull one over on you. So, t- first off, tell me a little bit about Rewired Pizza Cafe and Bar. So we started uh, about three years ago just as a small coffee shop in Lakeview. Um, then we opened another coffee shop in Edgewater. Um, since then, obviously, we closed our Lakeview store. And the building that we were in in Edgewater was sold. So we moved to a much bigger location with a much bigger kitchen and uh, kind of expanded into doing pizza and a full bar and uh, obviously still our, our full coffee menu, too. What is Rewired about you? Give me what, what, what's behind the name? So the name was actually our Lakeview store was called uh, Wired originally. So okay. <laughs> okay. Right. And that was a coffee. That's a coffee reference, right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, kind of since then, though, it's it's been a little bit more than that. Just kind of rewiring my thinking in the restaurant industry and, you know, how we go about hospitality and uh, service. So. Got it. So do you, I'm sure Cheese and Bruce don't care, but do you have gluten-free crust? And is it we really good? Crust. We have gluten-free bread. We have gluten-free mm. dessert. We have lots of gluten-free Because lots of pizza places don't, and people like me who love pizza, who can't have gluten, get really frustrated. So it's good to know. I don't even know what gluten is. What is it's, it's, I don't it's in everything good. Anything bad good. for you. It's yeah. Anything everything bad good. for you is gluten. Anything breaded or of bread. Anything, okay. Yeah, yeah. anything you like, basically, yeah. is gluten. Well, if I have a gluten allergy, or I don't want to know it. If, yeah. if love and gluten is, is yeah. wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? I agree. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, hey, Chicago has an amazing history with pizza. Daniel Barrett, Rewired Pizza Cafe. What's good about your pizza? What's unique about your pizza? What are you most proud of? So our pizza is uh, it's hand-tossed, which I think is a little bit unique, especially for most places nowadays. Um, I would say it's like a cross between like Neapolitan style and New York style. So you, know, you got a little bit of the crispness, but definitely like more on the, the thin crust side. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also serve all of our pizza with our house-made chili oil and chimichurri which is super unique and just mm. really adds a whole other level to, to pizza, in my opinion. I can imagine. Yum. It's super good. Mm. Now, you, you mentioned earlier that it was wired and then rewired. So coffee is still a big element about from what you do, right? It is a huge element. We actually, so when we opened in November, uh, we were just doing it at, at 5 o'clock for a little bit. Uh, for my own sanity purposes. We're opening at five. <laughs> Daniel, I love that. <laughs> we recently just started opening at 7.30 Monday through Friday um, to get back a little bit of that coffee identity. And actually starting today, we're doing a $1.50 small drip coffee um, Monday through Friday till 11 a.m. Um, for the rest of the month. And you have a coffee director? 
Uh, we do. Uh, so Jordan has uh, been with us for two years, and he is he's crazy. <laughs> I, I didn't like know there was such thing as, yeah, it's a sommelier yeah. for coffee? Yeah. Pretty much. So we work with Hexa Coffee Company. We have our own roast with them that Jordan went and kind of curated with Parker, the owner there. Uh, he has amazing things on our, our menu, like uh, house-made banana bread lattes. He actually makes like a banana bread syrup. Uh, our basil latte, which is basil and white chocolate. Um, he's working on a, a strawberry mushroom chai drink right now. Um, so some really unique flavor profiles. Yum. Do you have, even if it's not a pandemic, I'm a big alfresco dining person. Do you have a big patio or anything special? We do. Um, One of the things that drew me to this place is actually there's an attached patio that is about the size of the inside of the restaurant. Oh. Um, Thursdays we do live music there from 5 to 8, dog friendly. Uh, And then we also have a little sidewalk cafe right up front too. So it's about 80 seats outside right now. Wow. Well, I got to tell you. 80? Wow, yeah, that's, that's quite a, quite a size, isn't it? Yeah, there's plenty of room there to Everybody bring your there. dog. It'd be a crazy party there. We're talking to Daniel Barrett of Rewired uh, Cafe and Bar. Uh, oh, my God, with the pizza in there. I got to tell you, so you've got coffee. You got pizza. I'll tell you what, you add Call of Duty to that place, and I'm, <laughs> I'm never leaving. That's, I'm yeah. never leaving. That's, like my, Xbox that's my outside. top three in yeah. Xbox. I'm out there. <laughs> I got to tell Mario you. Mario Kart in the office. Mario Kart. <laughs> I'm going to kick your butt on Rainbow Road. I'm just going to tell you that right uh, I'm now. Horrible I am Mario a Kart. Rainbow I'm horrible. Road kind of guy. Hey, Daniel, thank you very much. We really appreciate you coming on. We wish you the best of luck, and uh, we can't wait to come and visit. Thank you to the both of you. I greatly He's appreciate it. He's got happy hour Cubs after the Cubs game, right? Oh, happy hour? We- we do. So happy hour. I have Monday through Friday from three to five is five dollar draft, half off pizza and half off appetizers. Mm, right after the there Cubs you game. Go. Nice. That is a heck of a plan. There's your plan right oh. now. You can find more information at rewiredcafe.com if you want to do it and uh, and go and visit uh, wonderful, wonderful there uh, out there in in Edgewater. So uh, huge patio. That's huge. Yeah. Absolutely. And boy. Uh, by Sunday, it'll be wonderful to sit out on the patio, right? <laughs> today, yes. Today, yeah. I think, I think they've got a chilly. fire pit, though. I think they, Ooh, they warm it right. up. He yeah. in a fire pit. Oh, look at that. Mm. Karen really came with it today, you know? <laughs> i got to tell you. Kara. You got to do it in a different tone the second time. Yeah, yeah, it's a you bring one. it down a yeah. lot. Like you bring it an octave. Bring it down or two? an octave, yeah. Yeah, well, I've got, I've got five octave range. I've got you know? like so one, I, one octave. I, I've got a, I don't really have five octave range. <laughs> I don't even know what an octave is. I'm not 100% sure. Well, between it's like the two gluten. of you, you don't even equal Pat Benatar. Yeah. Uh, She's eight. Octaves and glutens. Are they the same yeah. thing? I think so, <laughs> yeah. What's a, I'll have an octave-free sure pizza. Still not sure. It is April uh, 1st, which means it's April Fool's Day. Merry April Fool's to you. I'm going to coin the phrase. Um, so what already? It's a difficult day in the news because there are news stories out there that you don't know if they're real or not. We have a bet going on one mm-hmm. of them. We're going to find out here in a second what's real on April Fool's Day. Coming up next on 890 WLS. Uh, it is a merry April Fool's Day. Mm-hmm. You know, April Fool's, I really get a sense that it's changed. I, and I hope it's not just I'm getting old and jaded. It could be. Is is April Fool's like still a big thing with the kids? Ask Infant Producer Miranda. I- Infant Producer Miranda. Are, are you and your, are you guys doing like April Fool's jokes and everybody's April Fool's? Do people do that still? No, not really. I mean, there's this one prank going around where you put a penny under a water bottle and you pretend you're doing a magic trick. 
And they like, woo, and they look inside, and then you crush it, and it goes all over their face. Okay, that's not April Fool's. That's just being mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. I hate to break it to you. Yeah. That's not an April Fool's. That's yeah, April Fool's joke is like, hey, your shoes are untied. What? Ah, April Fool's. I mean, stupid stuff like that. Right. Although it's lying to people. Yeah. Let's get. Let's be honest with one another. It's making a fool of you because you yeah. you buy the you bought the lie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh I my hate... god! A chunk of cement fell on your car. Yeah. Kara. Except that really happened to people yeah. yesterday. Don't, yeah. <laughs> don't joke about these. Don't joke yeah. about that. Yeah. But like so, when people lie and they say they're pregnant or something, they get all excited. Right. 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 Just kidding. Oh. Fools. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. Not we don't make jokes about getting fired because it could happen any minute. Exactly. Oh any minute oh, yeah. in radio. Yeah. I mean, seriously. It's not even 9 o'clock, and we may already be gone. Don't you see even Marv know. show up on a Friday, you're like, you're oh, here we go. Um, <laughs> so there are a couple. And here's the thing. So when news or things, events happen, I am a skeptic yeah. to begin with. I believe almost nothing. <laughs> And then I, I have to have it proven to me repeatedly. Yeah. Okay? I am a natural just BS. So, one of the things I saw that's an April Fool. Did you see this one? Volkswagen, the car company. They're going all electric. Many car companies have announced this, right? And they say in the next 10 years or whatever, they're going to be an all electric car company, like a Tesla. Yeah. But all they're going to make is electric cars. And they said they're going to change their name to Volkswagen with a T. Volkswagen. Yeah. And I... I was like, hmm, that's BS. That's actually, while it's smart, I think it actually sounds like a smart idea. It is an April Fool's joke. Ah, Volkswagen is not changing their name. The other one out there. Michael Strahan. What is the TV show he's on? Uh, Everything. Anything on ABC. (laughs) Everything. He's on every show. He's just constantly on TV. Yeah, he's always on. Ex-football player, talk Mm -hmm. show host, etc. He's famous for... He's got a bit of a gap in his front teeth. That's an understatement of biblical proportions, by the way. Yeah. But he put out a, a there's a video of pictures that he got his teeth fixed. I say that's an April Fool's. I, I'm calling BS on that, and it's April Fool's. I don't think Michael Strahan actually got his teeth fixed. Cheese and I have a $1.36 yes. bet on this. Do we have a definitive answer yet? I- Indian producer Miranda. You sent something, and we, didn't, we you put in audio, and we didn't. Listen to it yet. Mm-hmm. Hit play. Yeah. So that was him talking about filling in his teeth. At the end of the video, he gets his teeth fixed. He's smiling, laughing, chuckling. Yeah, he has a, no te- no gap anymore. Well, we've seen the pictures in the video, but is it so real? It, is it permanent, I guess? I, yeah, it looks permanent. I mean, they didn't show the part where if he's able to like take them off or put them back on. So they it's just not showed- like a grill or something? Mm-hmm. I don't. Th- I think the jury's still out on this. Okay, I'm not yeah, willing to give you a dollar thirty six yeah. yet. Yeah, I'm not going to cough up a buck thirty six for nothing. Yeah, for that's that big money. So I'll, I'll we'll wait. We'll wait and see. We'll find out Give if that is, is real or not. But you know, there, I mean, there is news that happens. But you have again, maybe the rest of you should be skeptical. I think every day is April Fool's Day. Okay. I think people are trying to screw with me and lie to me all the time. <laughs> like I don't believe anything. Yeah. I'm like, mm, I've got to wait till I got to see that for my own eyes. But I think Michael Strahan filling in the gap on his teeth is an April Fool's joke. But it looks so good. Miranda, what? The way they edited the video, too, it's like they kind of did transitions to where it could have been popped on, but it could have not been popped on. So you know. think maybe he's got like a veneer, like a fake Yeah, I think he front. has veneers on because so his teeth like are too grills. perfect. He's yeah. got grills, but yeah, they're basically. meant to look like just regular teeth. And his teeth are too white, too, so I feel like they're definitely veneers. Well, if you're going to get veneers, you wouldn't want to get them yellow. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, make them look yellow natural. veneers. Make them look like I'm a coffee drinker who smokes a lot. <laughs> Can you get veneers that look like that? Yeah, I want the Is before picture of the uh, you yeah, know Chris White strip. I want strip. the after picture. Yeah. I want the before of the white strip. That's perfect. I'm gonna have a future as the before picture in in in, in uh, uh, toothpaste commercials go, from yeah. here on out. Listen. Uh. April Fool's Day, and people just trying to blatantly lie to you. <laughs> Might be one of the reasons why you think we're going to hell in a handbasket. Kara, in for Judy Pie today, says she can restore your faith in humanity. Yes, I can. You know, anybody in law enforcement really never has an off day. They're never mm. off duty. Sometimes even on your wedding day, Marion County Deputy Taylor Rafferty was about to marry her now husband, Deputy Chris Rafferty, so both policemen mm. or police people. Uh, everything seemed fine. They were taking wedding photos. And while they're taking photos outside, they witnessed a guy get hit by a truck. What? So they, not only them, not only the bride and the husband, also the entire wedding party, all fully dressed, uh, went to help the guy until medics came. They basically saved the guy's life. Uh, she in her white wedding dress down in her knees, uh, saving everyone. And, you know, with the, the news lately about bystanders not helping a yeah. woman who needed oh, the help, yeah, yeah. it yeah, was really yeah. refreshing to read that this bridegroom and the entire wedding party did not even hesitate. That's outstanding. Mm, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you got to mention that picture, too. Yeah. I wedding, hope she kept snapping photos. Wedding dress. Yeah. yeah. Tuxedos all rush into the aid like there. <laughs> You're lying in the street after you get hit by a truck going, who the hell just showed up? <laughs> i got to tell That's you. That's dressed EMTs I ever. I to say, the firemen in this place, the police are really well dressed. <laughs> you guys in Marion County, you is that, is that Iowa, Marion County? Uh, I thought Marion County was Illinois. Am I wrong? There's a, I, yeah, no I think there's more than one Marion yeah, County. Probably. There's a variety of Marion Counties. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for Karen, having me. And thank you for filling in today. We hope you fun. had a fun day. I did. Outstanding. All right. Well, uh, you know what? Kara and I, thank you so much for spending time with us today. We also thank MG. He's over in Mission Control. He presses all the buttons, does a super good job with that. Infant producer Miranda on the other side of the double pane bulletproof glass. Mm -hmm. DJ Cheese working the ones and twos. And uh, Nick Gale, who's sticking around. He continues to have everything you need to know. All the information, including the weather. Stay on top of that, won't you? All right? And opening day baseball. Yay! Yay. Everything you need to know coming up next right here on 890 WLS.